Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today I have Alex Jones. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good. I've got a beer, so I'm happy. Uh, You've got a beer. And today's show, well, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got like PlayStation, uh, uh, there's a new Matrix trailer. uh, Jonesy, Jonesy, do you you hear something? I I did hear a a murmur of something. I thought it was you. Is it not your stomach? Guys, it's me. It's, I'm, I'm Jamie. I'm the, I'm the other. I'm the other guy. I do this thing with you. I'm back this week. <laughs> okay. He's returned. That, that's actually killed me. I, I was hoping to keep it going a bit longer, but he goes, "It's me. It's Jamie. It's, me. it's, it's like me. it's honestly like he's like a four year old child. He like believes that we've kind of. That's because you guys are giving there. me PTSD. It was like my childhood. It was like watching my dad go out for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's Jamie. I've come home. I like it. Yeah, you should. You should turn that into song, Jamie. Somebody ought to tune that. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> fellas, welcome, welcome, one and all. And Jamie, welcome back. You're looking very sprightly, I must say. <laughs> Thank you. I've had about <laughs> twice as much sleep in the last week as I think I had in probably the three to four weeks before that. So uh, feeling fresh-faced and ready to rock and roll. Ready to talk about video games, Chris. That's good, because guess what? You're on a, a gaming podcast, apparently, some mm. might say, as, as Alex Jones opens up his can. No, it was you, Jamie. <laughs> you scum back. <laughs> I did it between my, like, right in, the in front rumble. of my balls, so no one would notice, but it got picked up by the mic. I like it. Well, maybe not, you know, maybe the uh, sound, uh, sound detection on Discord is different to what you were recording with, which I'm guessing maybe. is Audition. Uh, it is. But there we go. Yes. Fellas, um, I'm glad that we got a full house because next week I am off for two weeks on a Greek odyssey, as it were. So, <laughs> you lucky, lucky bastard! Yeah, I'm jealous. Yes, I, I, I am feeling pretty lucky, but uh, you know, we'll we'll pick some stuff out. I, I did mention maybe I'll try and record a little summon summon for the patrons. But anyway, fellas, fucking what a what a day! It's been at the time of recording, which is Thursday. It's been pretty fucking mental. Imagine, imagine if we recorded these things on a Wednesday. We'd have been sat there this time yesterday, being <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, shit!" What are we like? What? How did has, we miss it? It has kind of happened to us before, hasn't it? Where it's like we released the podcast, then something else really cool happened. I think it happened once, and we did like an addendum podcast. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know we're a couple of times we've talked about something and then the news has totally changed <laughs> and it's just like, oh, well, it's, well, it's done now. Can, can, can I tell you one that happened last week, Jonesy, in fact? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> your main talking point, uh, yeah, you turned immediately. Yeah, yeah oh, basically, of course, yes. the, the Horizon Forbidden West uh, pre-orders not getting an easy upgrade path and probably at the time we were recording it, it they probably fucking... <laughs> pulled that U-turn <laughs> and said, oh, yeah, actually, this time we'll let it go. But going forward, fellas, mm-mm-mm, no, no, no. Uh, so hey. that's, that's one thing that we can kind of look forward to is at least a, a decent upgrade path for Horizon Forbidden West, but not, not further than that, fellas. You're going to have to pay for all those upgrades, which, you know, I think it's fair enough, but I understand the consternation around what happened there because, you know, Jim Ryan was on record saying that it would be an easy path whether you get it on PS4 or PS5. So fair enough. Uh, but yeah, we obviously had a PlayStation showcase, fellas, which was fucking. It was baller. Let's put let's put it like that. I, I well, I was just I finished my sentence there. It was fucking. Oh, it was fucking. That, that's what it was. It was fucking. It, it was, was fucking. fucking. It was fucking. It was fucking, yeah. fellas. If, if ever there was something that was fucking, that was it. Um. But before we get into that, fellas, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, all right? If you don't mind, indulge me, okay? Because we are available on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram 
at SuperShowPod if you want to reach out and say, hey, some people did. In fact, uh, LFC Belfast, shout out, mm. messaged us about the um, the PlayStation event saying it was pretty baller. And uh, I think we agree with him on that one. We but, do. Um, <clears throat> we are obviously a podcasting I was going to say we're a podcasting platform. We're not a fucking podcasting platform. We're a podcast. Not yet. On podcasting. Yeah, not yet. Just wait. Just you wait, fellas. Uh, But as a podcast, a gaming podcast, sometimes a top 100 podcast in Ireland, for example. Uh, But we can be found on various places, such as on YouTube, if you want to watch our lovely faces while you listen to our dulcet tones. But otherwise, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and any other kind of like divey, podcast place that you you know put your shades on and your hat down and pop your <laughs> collar up because you don't want to be seen kind of hanging out by i don't know fucking iHeartRadio radio or something i don't know is that a good one i don't know no idea no idea uh, Same uh, with yeah, i don't like, know no idea yeah. it's a name i guess it probably works De- De- deezer was always a weird one because deezer is the one that they always give to you like it gives you for free on your phone contract maybe it's like, you, i'm not using yeah. that I don't know. My my phone contract. If I feel like it's a little bit more highbrow than just Deezer. I wouldn't sign well, with a, any a, Apple. Well, I, I get Apple Music on EE, but I'm saying like Deezer was always like the almost the de facto kind of like brother base base default. I'm know? living that BT Sport life. You got to get on my level. <laughs> well, I don't give a shit about sports, so I don't yeah. need to get on your. Level. I can t- I can tell from your completely unathletic physique. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Ouch. Okay, kettle. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen the weightlifting at the Olympics? Those guys are uh, kind of fat. Have you ever seen the movie uh, starring Keanu Reeves? Not that one. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> called called The Replacements? No, I've not. No, I haven't seen that. Either. So it's got, uh, what's what's his name? Like Reese Iphens or whatever his fucking name is. Reese Iphens. Uh, Reese Iphens. And in it, he goes and plays um, American football, even though he's a traditional soccer football player. And he's really skinny. And he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm wiry. And so I am wiry. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That's my physique. I, I've, I'm a little bit stocky, but I'm a little bit like small and, and agile and uh, streamlined. That's what it is. So He's like a Jack Russell. <laughs> a small <laughs> Docky, but wiry and streamlined. I am like a Jack Russell. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, sometimes I feel more like a sausage dog, to be fair. <laughs> It's kind of like my belly hanging on the ground with my tiny little legs, but there you go. I can see that. Yeah. Don't know how we got here, but uh, let's take it back, shall we? Because not only are we on YouTube and the various uh, podcast platforms of your choice for this five-star podcast, but we also are available on Paisley Radio, internet radio. If you go to paisleyradio.com, Thursdays at 10 p.m., you can listen to us in a pseudo-live environment, one where you can't fast-forward but you just have to wait to catch up. Hell yeah, baby. Ooh. And that is repeated on Mondays if you miss it the first time around. So there are multiple ways to get your super show fix. So there's no no excuse, really. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your Jack Russells, and there you go. But fellas, we touched on it, right? We touched on it. About uh, the the big green code in the room, as it were. And mm. uh, fucking, there's, 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 there's no other way to put it. There's another fucking Matrix coming out, and it's coming out in December, and we got to see the first fucking trailer for it. Unreal. Unreal. We also we got to see two trailers. There was a trailer for the trailer two days before the trailer. Well, well there was a trailer easy. for the trailer, and then there, you went to the website, and there were two different teasers, but then the yeah. teasers altered depending on, like, Which how many times. Which pill you took, right? 
not only which pull you took, uh, Jamie, like the more, oh. if you, it, yeah, like, so the way they changed it was it noticed what time you were watching it. And in those teaser trailers, it'd be like, oh, to you, it seems like a normal day. It's 1.45 p.m. Oh. But actually, yeah, that, that, that was actually. What's funny is I watched someone rip that. And so it was like, uh, one of them was said 2.15 and the other said like 2.16. So I was like, oh, it's like the red pill, like a, is Morpheus a minute behind? Is his clock a bit slow? <laughs> I didn't realize they like dynamically changed depending on what time yeah. you watched it. That's yeah, it's even pretty cooler. cool. But, but I do kind of feel bad for the, the dude doing the voiceover. <laughs> oh, to do every no, single fucking minute. Yeah, but he gets paid by the word probably or the minute. So he's, he's getting bank for doing it. Like, we need you to say every time that's possible in 24 hours. And he's just like... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it, it also, um, depending on, I think depending on how many times you watched it, like it cycled through a bank of clips from the film rather than saying like pre, right. pre, pre-prescribed, I'm having a stroke, uh, preordained ministers of um, images. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with totally. you. Totally. But Reading fuck it, we've got, the, we got the full fucking trailer, fellas. And... Um, I'm I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty hot on it. Okay, good, 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 okay. good. I am pretty hot on it. I do. Th- there is a small part of me that is almost like that blue pill, huh. where it's almost like <laughs> it's it's almost like the the red pill is me fucking going down the rabbit hole and being like, I fucking love the Matrix. Uh, the world is a better place when there is a Matrix coming out. Like I genuinely feel that way. I love the movies. I love. All three of them, even though the last, you know, the, the sequels were kind of like kind of dodgy shit. But it's also cool <laughs> shit, right? Like, but there's that small part of me that's got, that takes the red pull. And it's almost like cynical about it. It's like, could it be as good as, as the original? Why? Like, they've wrapped up that trilogy. Why are they going back to it? I'm sure they have their reasons. And I'm sure it'll be cool, uh, you know, with intersected with some weird shit that's probably not cool. Like the fucking twin ghosts in... Um, oh yeah uh, they were rough that, younger me likes them but yeah fair enough I'm not going to try to fight that one with you two uh, yeah well but then again was, for, for, for every twin twin albino ghosts you get you, you also get a cake that gives women orgasms so right not just women mate oh no I was going to say Monica Bellucci but it's not Monica Bellucci no it's, it's a not woman. it's just some random some random, uh, some and, random uh, okay, not to like different. get too far ahead into the nitty gritty but He's not in the trailer, but I think the Merovingian has been confirmed as returning, right? That dude, actor no, did an interview. And- I, I reckon <clears> that, <throat> that that dude in the trailer, getting ahead of his eyes a little bit, where at the very end of the trailer, where he's kind of sat in the chair and his mouth is whatever, I oh, reckon he's like a young um, Merovingian. That's Jonathan Neil Patrick Groth. Harris. Oh, no, no right. of Jonathan Groth of Mindhunter fame. Yeah. I reckon he, ah. he, he looks Merovingian-like to me. I reckon yeah. he's a... Young it's also his hair isn't naturally black, that actor. So he's got dyed black hair for the role, which again is a bit Merovingian-esque. I'm I'm putting my money down now. A fiver in one willing yeah. to take it. But there we go. I, 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 a lot of cool things. I want to hear you guys' thoughts because I, I just fucking I, love talking about The Matrix I, so fucking much. I think I, I already got a bit of a sneak peek into Jonesy, some of Jonesy's thoughts. So I might jump in now because I'm actually <laughs> kind of with you, Chris, in the sort of like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, if we're going to use the pill analogy... I'm holding the red pill, but I just haven't quite taken it yet in so much as that, like, I'm getting more and more intrigued as to where the rabbit hole will take me. But yeah. it's like... You're looking for the glass of water. 
Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm looking around the room like, and wondering help, what help, that mirror help, is. Help gonna... me. Yeah, like help yeah. me slide that pill down my gullet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there were t- there were times where like do you know what my first takeaway and like to look at the trailer as a whole and to encapsulate it as to like how I felt watching it as opposed to breaking down components or scenes or shots. Um, I remember thinking like, okay, this is cool. It's it's hitting a lot of the right buttons. There's like um, a sort of a, an actiony sequence in sort of about two thirds of the way through the trailer where like there's a scene where the, an agent sort of goes through the door and sort of like flips as he's going through the door. Yeah, then they're that was in that cool. hallway and they're running on the walls of the hallway and diving out the window at the end, and that was all really cool. But there were also some shots where I'm like, um, I think as Jonesy and I were kind of discussing before, I think sometimes if you take a dude who looks a little bit like Morpheus and dress him up exactly like Morpheus, he just ends up looking like a dude who's dressed up like Morpheus. You yeah, know like what I mean? cosplay. It looks like a bit of a cosplay. And that, that actor's great. He was in um, the Watchmen. Watchmen, HBO yeah, series. yeah. He was really good in Watchmen. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that version of Morpheus, assuming it is Morpheus, I don't know. Uh, but th- that was like an example of the few things that gave me a little bit of pause. The other thing was like, I think it would it's really going to be really cool to see what Matrix-like visual effects look like in the year 2021. Yeah, but I, I hope because yeah, they not- obviously like revolutionized the industry with their whole like bullet time totally. effect, which, which was ripped off for like, I don't know, half a decade after the, the thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of catch a glimpse of maybe what they're doing with that, with like you mentioned the agent going through the door and kind of flipping. Mm. So it, it is kind of like Inception-esque, but in its own Matrix way. Yes. But there were a few examples of things that, not from a technical standpoint in terms of how they were handled from the visual effects side, but from an actual you know creative artistic standpoint in terms of what they were going for, I think I thought sometimes the kind of like the borderline telekinesis elements where they're almost doing like force pushing and stuff like that looked a little yeah. bit over exaggerated for my money um like right. in yeah. particular that there's the there's the the way the de- the dojo where it looks like neo and yeah. morpheus might fight almost like blows up in a and then there's this one shot where trinity looks like she's fucking losing her head in the middle of the cafe and it's kind of like got different versions oh, of her yeah, split yeah. out and i'm like I can see why this is like a Wachowski vision to, done 2021, but it like didn't quite hit the nail directly on the head for me. Yeah. That said, net positive, cautiously optimistic, <clears throat> has to be a day one viewing because it's a fucking Matrix film. Like we're getting another Matrix film. It's happening. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah. Really excited. Hell yeah. And it's fucking soon, fellas. That's, that's, soon. The, that's the best thing about it. It's fucking soon. This might, this might uh, be not long. The, 20, it's December sorry. 22nd or something, I think. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I think like I have 12, to drag 22. myself to the cinema yeah. for this, right? Like, oh, let, let's do a boys' night. Fellas. Oh, that's a hell great yeah. shout. That's a great shout. Hell yeah! Um, I'm, I'm going to give uh, Josie before we move on to you. I want to give just a few more thoughts on it. Um, so some some of the shots looked a little bit too pristine, a little bit too kind of like digital <clears> for me, <throat> if that makes sense. Like especially that opening shot of the the house on the cul de sac and everything. It just looked like seriously, seriously fake. Maybe that's the point, yeah. Right, but it does, it does, it did kind of like f- lose this kind of realism. Maybe that the actual, the, the the first Matrix had obviously being like film and digital, and it's just kind of like I I, I wonder if there's something that's going to be a little bit lost in translation there with using too much technology and thinking that you're like being flashy about shit when maybe you shouldn't. Um, but the other thing, and obviously, like fair enough, they got time to fix, but some of the some of the compositing shots 
in that trailer, I thought were a bit weak. Um, in particular, the two points that stood out to me was Keanu Reeves looking in the mirror, and it does that kind of like little bit of an, an effect yeah. to kind of show the older man. Right. I wasn't convinced by that effect. It just seemed like it was just poorly executed. Um, and the other was the um, the shot of the cop, you know, the, the typical Matrix shot of the cop, and then his face kind of like morphs into an agent. That yeah, morph, that was kind of janky, yeah, didn't it? That, that morphing looked kind of like, you know, if you've got like 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 cyberpunk and you take the, the setting slider dance like low. <laughs> that, that, you know, it's kind of like the, just a little bit blurred and it just didn't really convince me. But like I said- more of, know, a, more of a fade than a morph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. So, some shit that I could do with like a morph cut tool in Premiere Pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, benefit of the doubt, they'll obviously be fixing that. They, they For people who don't know you, you- do these kind of effects, you get the shots as good as they can, but you're at a time limit in terms of saying these shots need to be ready to make a trailer while we send it to them. We'll go back to those shots and we'll keep working on them. So there is room for improvement all the time. Uh, and the other thing that I didn't like that wasn't kind of positive to me, or uh, let me balance it out with a little bit of positives. The action scenes look absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Like really, really fucking what cool. Mean, like even even just the fact of like young, presumably Morpheus, just kind of like walking through the um, hallway, just like with his guns and like just shooting like bro, that. I was like, anyone that holds guns like that now is just like a G. <laughs> yeah, you you know that they mean they mean fucking business. Yeah, or, yeah. You and, know what and, I want? Uh, I want to see that in super slow motion, and then I want to cut to the to a shot of the empty shell casings hitting a hard marble floor, yeah. and hear the yeah. clink, and, clink. And, but see, you and, say you want that. I kind of don't want that. No, you do, Jonesy. You do, and and you want you want just the bass track of. Bring back the Jonesy. Come on. This was one of my problems with the whole with the trailer, and not a problem, but like one thing that kind of worried me a little bit is they were doing a lot of um sort of like homage to the originals um yeah. or, or to, to specific but worryingly to specific scenes and one of the things that kind of worried me a little bit was was is this going to be a full-fledged matrix film that could stand on its own which is like fantastic well-written well-directed yeah. or is this going to be a a kind of like um no cash grab is the wrong way to put it but is this going to be like a, a um you know trying to trying to use people's memories of how good the original trilogy was or, or yeah. the original film was in order to rub that sort of like or scratch that itch just to get people to say ah this film was great when when it's maybe not because the last thing we want now is after a really good initial entry a pretty good second entry a, a, a questionable third entry i don't wow. think that's i don't in, think interesting want, ranking there I don't think we want a um, like a bad fourth entry. It's, it's I'm I'm like pretty I'm pretty warm on it. I'd say I think it looked good. Like I um, immediately when it started off, like Neil Patrick Harris, I was like, okay, this is wicked. I love Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. It's gonna. Be right, but hold on, Jonesy. Did his glasses need to be like that? blue of an acrylic i <laughs> guess no blue. he's the fucking psychiatrist giving him the blue pills and trying to keep him under control we will fucking get it but like don't fucking it's just like shit like that is it annoys me because it's like oh, that's, fucking <laughs> that's fucking obvious right yeah i think this was interesting because sorry go on mate. <laughs> i know i was gonna say like we're speaking of obvious things i think the cafe that they meet in is called simulate i'm not even joking <laughs> is it really i wow, think there is that's a, great yeah. This this weird thing in that this I think this could be the the Matrix film with the the most story, like traditionally speaking, because I think the last three films were like full of philosophy, 
but actually the story when it comes down to it was kind of pretty straightforward uh, though it's like and what they're actually doing it's a lot yeah, of fighting maybe, a lot yeah. of action and then a lot of philosophy and then the th- and that covers the three movies this looks like it could actually be more of like a story and you've got matrix uh, neo's back in the matrix how does that work where's he at what's happened since we last saw them where's zion at and all of this sort of stuff i i am a little worried though i said to jamie like before this that if there was one worry i would have it was that um would it have been better for um, them to have got like Christopher Nolan to direct this? Just so you know that even if the story side is a bit wonky, at least the direction would be on point and yeah. you'd still end up with a cool ass film. Um, well, yeah, because I mean, that's that's the other kind of like um, elephant in the room, right? Where it's only one of the, well, previously brothers, now sisters. It's only one of them. It's uh, so Lana, Lana yeah. and not Lily. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you've only... If you say that what makes the Matrix is an amalgamation of the two and now you've taken half of it away, it's either going to be... You, you could you could potentially argue it's going to be half as good or it's going to be twice as nice. Because are you getting rid of... Right. A, are, did you get rid of a bad half or did you get rid of a good half? The, the yeah, for sure. Sorry, Jonesy. No, I was going to say for sure, like it's, it's definitely a question. We have yeah. no idea, right? The, yeah. I was going to say the, what, the impression I got when that was all being announced and clarified kind of uh, around a year ago. And again, this might have just been sort of like, you know, smoke and mirrors to kind of keep publicity looking yeah. sweet. Um, but yeah. it, was, it was less of like, I think that she, she just didn't want to do it. She just wasn't interested in like, and I, yeah, think, that's what that, I, I think that happened not because of the matrix i believe i'm right in saying that happened over the course of their netflix show sense 8 and by the time that went into us its second season she was just like i'm not really as into making shit as i used to be so <laughs> yeah might and then that's okay. when um, lily stopped doing no wait sorry that's when lana started doing a lot more of just directing her own yeah there's there's also a weird thing here in that if if it's weird because if you were saying if it was like a tarantino movie right then you could look back and you could say, look at all the amazing movies. Like, I'm so excited about all the movies and what's the next one going to be? It's going to be great. But then when you think about what the Wachowskis movies, it's it's a lot harder sell. Like, even, you know, you talk about The Matrix and say, oh, you know, how incredible The Matrix was. But And and I remember like with The Matrix coming out and then the Animatrix into yeah. the game, into The Matrix. And the whole, it was the whole like ecosystem around The Matrix was incredible. And I had such a great time with all of that. And they didn't, it wasn't just them. It was loads of other creatives brought on board to do, you know, like series and animated stuff. And it was yeah, wicked. Yeah. And it was, and it was so cool. I, a standalone Lana Wachowski movie set in the matrix universe but like a direct sequel i don't know it kind of worries me a little bit because i like you know what? i liked jupiter ascending i didn't think it was bad i th- I thought cloud atlas was good again they're all like movies grounded in like a lot of philosophy and they're trying to tell us trying yeah, to tell a message yeah. but they're they're generally like a bit ropey on story um and they haven't come off the best when it comes to but, like but critics don't you also and people feel, watching don't you also so. feel that they're largely forgettable Oh, like they yeah yeah, yeah you sure you watch are, them yeah. you'll enjoy Kinda, them but you're yeah. never like fanatical about them then it's not it's not a matrix so there's you know? nothing that you kind of it's weird because it's almost like bookends in that at least with some like other directors you can point to multiple pen, tentpole movies in their careers the weird thing in this is i can look at the matrix and say oh what an incredible movie i saw it three times at the cinema when i was 15 i absolutely loved it it was great but then you then say to me okay what about everything else that they've made i'm like 
Okay. Yeah. And then you say in the Matrix form, like, yeah, Matrix, the fourth one, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> but there's no grounding for that. Yeah, and the trailer I, was, but the trailer I, was really cool. So I don't know. But, man, but, I'm, I'm but a, if you if you had to look at the trailer without your rose tinted glasses, I think you start you start worrying about some stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, do you know what's ironic? If you took a, if I had never seen the Matrix and I saw this trailer, I'd think, damn, that looks like a cool ass movie because it looks like yeah. It looks like a film about a guy who doesn't really know where he's at with his life. There's weird stuff going on. And then some crazy shit happens and what's really going on. I'm like, it's, it's a sci-fi action shooter thriller. And it looks like totally my cup of tea. What worries me is with the knowledge I do have. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, I get does. you. But that, that, that's almost why the first Matrix was so successful, because it was exactly what you just said. Oh, it, and it was like, so goddamn good. It, but, but, but the point is, like... That movie came out and people didn't know what it was about. No. And, and n- nothing like it had kind of come out before from a cinematic point of view, you know, like a cinematographical point of view, story-wise, you know, that kind of like taking high yeah. concept fucking but, sci-fi shit and making it mainstream. Like, yeah. it, I, it fucking blew everybody I, away. I first saw The Matrix growing up because my dad made me watch it because he thought it would be an important <laughs> film for me to see. Now, yes. admittedly, he also did that with Con Air, so it wasn't necessarily that, you know, <laughs> hey, he had a specific... What's wrong with Con Air? That, you know what? Like, that, that would be like in the library, dude. Like, Con Air, The Rock, The Matrix, uh, fucking... This Google. is not Glad- a good... Gladiator was the other one. Gladiator, hell yeah. I've got a, que- I've got a question for you, though. Why didn't mm-hmm. he just put the bunny back in the box? That's what I want to know. It's a very good question. It's a very good question. Could it could have could have solved everything, right? Um, but yeah, like like I, I remember going to see The Matrix in the cinema and literally knowing nothing about it other than it looked fucking cool with some cool fucking fight scenes. Keanu Reeves was in it, and like there was some kung fu. And then I went into that film, and it's like I'll be honest with you, like I remember it clear as day when I was in the cinema watching it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like those first few minutes, like it starts off really punchy with that shit with Trinity, right? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like goes into like, just like. He's in the office. and Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, what am I watching? But then like literally like 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Not like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, And it was that feeling that like, I don't think I've ever had in the cinema before where it's like, I had no clue what to expect and was still fucking blown away. Sometimes I go in with no clue what to expect. And it fucking sucks, you know. True. That's that's kind of the base level of of my Hollywood experience in the past fucking decade. <laughs> the, the one of the strange things I've it's going to be odd to see a Matrix film that just stands on its own because the original was like. To be fair, they could have ended it after the first one, but it didn't solve anything. You didn't get any answers. It was it was Neo's liberated from the Matrix, and then he becomes super cool, and and then the film ends. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, it almost, it had to have, in a way, it had to have a sequel to tell the rest of the story. I still don't think, think it really told the rest of the story, even in the whole trilogy, but, you know, whatever. So I'm hoping that this caps it all off and gives yeah. us. Yeah. But then like- Jamie and I were talking about this before, and, and Jamie made a good point, which was like, it would just be that you couldn't just have this be like, oh, everything, hap- everything ends all happy and everyone's liberated and everyone's happy, like celebrating and cheering. Because yeah. it would just be like, too much but, but that's because like, it doesn't make any fucking point right because neo already fucking destroyed the matrix and liberated everyone 
So well, then, no, he didn't. He didn't, though, did he? He didn't liberate everyone. He saved... He, they got rid of Agent Smith and the Matrix still existed. The people, There was loads of people still in it and the machines didn't destroy Zion. But there were still millions of people in the Matrix. Yeah, I guess so. As far as from what I remember. And that's I where you get into like the interesting questions that I hope there are interesting answers to, which is like, why do you reopen that book? What makes <laughs> yeah. this Neo that yeah. we're seeing in the trailer relevant again? What is the new threat now that you know Agent Smith has been eradicated and the machines and Zion have some kind of an understanding? Is the entire liberation of the human race to Zion like still even an ambition? And if not, like, is like unplugging people from the Matrix and setting people free even a goal here? And if not, what is the goal? Is that Morpheus? And if so, why is he young when everyone else is old? Yeah, Um, Yeah. there are fascinating questions to answer. And I guess what I hope, and I and I suppose is a natural thing to hope for, is that we're getting answers to those questions. Like those questions are being asked because the answers are worth hearing and not because, you know, someone at Warner Brothers realized <laughs> that if you're going to have a subscription service, content is king. And when content yeah. is king, known franchises with established fan bases are easy wins. Um, okay, but so, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a question for you, okay? They are answers worth knowing, and yet they were never in the original trilogy plan. And oh, my yeah. thinking is because... Right. Those answers are unanswerable in a satisfactory way, and that's why they just didn't include them in the trilogy. Maybe. Because it's almost like, how could, right. how could you? How could you explain yeah. that, like, after thousands of years of fucking subjugation by the machines, and all of a sudden... Because that's the thing I never fucking understood about the Matrix. Like, yeah, I, I, I totally sided with Cypher. 100%. It's like, yeah, give me a fucking good tasting steak. What? I don't want to eat, eat your chicken slop and live under, underground and shit. Like, just fucking plug in the <laughs> Matrix. I if, cares. Mm. You know. See, I, I was more of a tank guy, personally. Yeah. Which is, uh, ask for so much money that you uh, actually don't come back ever again. And then, by definition, your version of the Matrix ends after the first film, and everyone's happy. <laughs> True. True. I'm pretty sure that yeah. guy went crazy. It was, like, gone crazy. And now he's one of those people who's literally his life was defined by the fact that he was cut out of the Matrix and replaced. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's sucky. like I think he yeah. wrote a book and like he taught and he's like is one of those crazy books where he's like Keanu Reeves is a, is crazy and takes cocaine every every day. Yeah, I, I, so <laughs> is it called feel. re-entering the Matrix? Re-entering. <laughs> that's great. The Matrix and me. Like that. <laughs> the Matrix in me. Jesus. Um, How I yeah, unplugged like- myself. From the worst trilogy <laughs> in sci-fi history. That's fine. Was it? Was it? Oh, it was that guy? Is he's called Tank. Uh, yeah, that's right. Tank, and he's because um, he's replaced by Link. I guess becomes the new Tank, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tank, Tank's quite important because Cipher kills Tank's brother, and Tank like also Dozer. nearly dies, and yeah, yeah, and then Tank comes back and kills Cipher. <laughs> Yeah, so and was it? Believe it or not, you piece of shit, you're still gonna burn. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> That's my side impression. There, yeah. That's good. I, I like love it. it. It's really good. Um, um, yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. Huh? I've got the fucking, fucking the 4K, 4K Blu-ray of the Matrix right there. There you go. Nice. I, I got a question for you. Do you think it's gonna end on a on a cliffhanger like it did on that fucking? Like, if you think what they did with that with the the sequels, that it was like. Oh, here's this fucking movie, and we'll release the next one in the following year. But we are going to end one of the biggest releases of that year on a fucking cliffhanger. 
Are you talking, what are you talking about the second one? Yeah. It Do you remember literally, how it, it literally ends? ended on TV Continued. Yeah, but, they, but I, it was I, literally a cliffhanger. It was just like but they made them back to back, though. So I think was it, it was the no, I, I know, I know. Was the cliffhanger the, 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 was it that like basically Agent some Smith. version of Agent Smith is inside Zion now? And yeah, because that guy wakes guy up who, who looks weirdly like him, but also isn't him, and it's confusing to some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you also had um, it's the it ends right as uh, Neo is in the real world, and then a Sentinel comes towards him, and he goes, does this? Oh, exactly. and the Sentinel, the Sentinel goes, and then falls down, and then Neo faints and yeah, passes it, out. It was literally, it was literally that, and then it yeah. cuts to the real world Agent Smith waking up. Because remember, they were like, oh, right, we found right, this right. guy from the, from the other, was it the, the Osiris or whatever? And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we found him and he's been in this coma and he hasn't woken up. And then all of a sudden it's like, and it's like, oh, that's fucking Agent Smith. It's just mental. And then they're just like fucking, you had to wait a year. How did we live? I didn't mind. See, I didn't mind that. Like when some when they make a movie back to back, like for example, I give it like Back to the Future did the same thing. Yeah, the end of Back to the Future two, uh, like Doc gets struck by lightning right at the end of Back to the Future two, and they'd made Back to the Future two and three at the same time, and you had to wait for like I don't know how long it was, but until three came out to resolve yeah. the story. So I'm f- I'm fine with that stuff. Um, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it was amazing. Oh, I see. Do you, but I don't know. I don't think they'll do it again. I I think this is going to be it. I don't think they'll try and get another trilogy out of it. Agreed. Wow. You, th- you think it's a one and done? I think it's one and done. I think so. Fair. Fair. Well, fellas, God. Don't, I, I'm so worked up. I fucking love The Matrix. It's like, hell yeah. And I, I don't even know how to segue to it. So um might be a little bit diabolical of me, but there we go. This comment <laughs> of the week comes from, I tried. This comment of the week comes from Diablo64, which is our main man. Well, let's just call him Diablo64. Uh, saying, He's I love Snowpiercer. Yeah, he's rebranded. Um, although he's rebranded for a while back now. Yeah. Um, and Diablo64 says, I love Snowpiercer, even though there are some criticism for it. Love the idea of pedophile Pac-Man, though. <laughs> Jamie, you, you listened to the podcast I did. that, that like, the Jonesy and I recorded. What was your take on the whole fucking... Well, <laughs> it's perhaps like less of a take and more of a regret that I haven't actually seen Snowpiercer. So I can oh, sort of like rate Jonesy's criticism of the film against my feelings on it. But I did think that it was extremely Jonesy of Jonesy to get hung up on the nature of the ending in the way that he did, which again, I haven't seen. I'm imagining it through the way Jonesy had described it. But I can almost guarantee that if I had seen it with my own two eyes, um, I would not have like made any paedophilic assumptions about what what's to come following the resolution of the film story. how can how can you not as two people walk off into the distance at the I, end of I the think, movie i think i just leave you it have to i don't imagine them fucking afterwards no because you have to like is, is is it a happy ending is it happy ever after are they going to go on to like bigger and better things like i don't, don't know yeah, I, but I like to the, think the, of that the, stuff the, okay is it are they going to go on to bigger and better things as like an open-ended question yeah like fine are they going to have paedophilic sex en route to repopulating the earth before they manage, before they get mauled by a polar bear i'm not going to go to that extent like you did <laughs> Oh, you have to. You have to go to that. You have to, wow. I mean, Jamie's hit the nail on the head, though. That is a very Alex Jones uh, takeaway from the film. Do you know what it is? I can't can't be happy for them. Like, everyone's dead. That's that's the the outshot of that film. Everyone's dead. The entire human race is dead, which means Captain America killed everyone. (laughs) Terrible movie. Wow, strong. It's over. You see, one, man, one man's hero is another man's terrorist. Just going to put that one out there. Indeed. Well, 
I'm, I am now tempted to just watch that film just to, and then maybe treat Jonesy's uh, review of it as like a director's commentary and have it playing <laughs> underneath the last 10 minutes of the film. It's, I mean, it's, ignore what I said about the end of it. You'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the rest of it because it's, um, it's. Again, I haven't seen the film. So, like, as for like. Yeah. The no, I mean, if you, like, you should, if you go watch it, I'd love oh, to hear your thoughts about the rest of it. I mean, maybe, so, maybe that's something I can you, do. Yeah. You know, last week when I said what happens when. Well, it came up in conversation. We were saying, like, what happens if there's only one of us that are able, is able to do the podcast in a week? And one of the comments said, oh, what you should do is just record your podcast and have the others record, like, almost like what you said, Jamie, like a commentary track on what you said. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, like, that would be cool. Like, if you, if you watch Snowpiercer, we'll get Jonesy's thing. We'll play it back. We'll record you reacting to Jonesy, Jonesy's take. <laughs> I love That'll it. Quite funny. It's a mediaception, which just layers onto the <laughs> layers. The more commentary, yeah. the better. It's like a parfait. All right, fellas. Uh, it's that time of the show where you know parfaits don't come cheap, and the only way that we can afford parfaits is by the uh, generosity of our lovely patrons. That's right. If you want to head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. You can help keep the dream alive. Keep us plugged into the matrix so that we never have to taste that gruel that supposedly tastes like chicken, but you wouldn't know because you've never tasted chicken. That's all I'm saying. And like, I don't want to wear like jerseys with holes in them. Okay, <laughs> please. I don't want to, I don't want to have like a blue filter over my life. I want to be in the matrix, baby. Give me that green filter. Hell yeah. With the blonde and the red dress, please. Anyway. If you would like to support us in any way possible, head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. For as little as $2, you get access to our Discord. $5 gets you access to our uh, Patreon-only exclusives, including our uh, so far only one episode of Known Murderers, the Matthew Broderick story. But we, we should be recording some when I get back from Greece, I'd imagine. But there's loads of other podcast stuff there behind the scenes, etc. So go check it out. Who's, who's uh, going to be the uh, number two no murderer, would you reckon? I, 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 know, I know who Ivy marked for mine. I don't, I, Jamie, do you want to mention yours? I don't know who mine is yet. I've got a few names rumbling around in my head. But I don't know if mine is the same as someone else's. Mine was... Fuck now, I've forgotten the guy's name. It wasn't, wasn't James Kahn, was it? James Kahn, the actor. The yeah. dad from Elf. Yeah, <laughs> what a great movie! I like how that's how you recognize James. Fuck Khan. James Khan, Fuck the, the dad Godfather. From He's the dad from Elf. <laughs> no, it wasn't James Khan. It was um, there was that story of the uh, famous actor who was it Edwards or, and they're on a boat and then the, they killed. The oh, wife you're then, thinking of um, who's, something who's something Wood who drowned. Yeah. It's, um, it's, was it James Woods? I don't think. James I don't Woods think. I don't, I don't think anyone ever got charged for that. Wasn't Christopher Walken on that boat? And um, or John Voight or something wow. like that was on that. We're boat. We're libeling everyone oh, now. I, th- I put. You, I put you on the spot. I apologise. We'll have you, to. You did um, put me on the spot, but like that. That that story in particular. Like, I remember the story, but for some reason I can't recall the actor. I know her surname was Wood because my mum used to make a joke, which is, "What's the only type of wood that what doesn't float?" And it's the name of that actress. Oh wow! Drowned. Jeez. Uh, let me. I'm, I'm now searching James Woods drowned wife. Nat- Natalie Woods was the wo- Natalie Woods Natalie was, Wood. the, was the actress who drowned. Robert but, but, Wagner. 
But I don't think he got charged with anything, right? Like, no, he didn't. He didn't. Because he yeah. goes on, he ends up being number two in Austin mm. Powers films. I don't necessarily think that the um, uh, we have a standard of people being charged in order to make a number. If there's evidence out there, there's Chris, evidence out surely, there. Surely, your, surely your episode has to be Oscar Pistorius. The Blade Runner. Um, maybe that, that maybe that's a stretch goal, but I, I've I've always found this particular uh, story okay. quite fascinating. So this this is the one that I'm going to be tackling. Nice. It is Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken on a boat. I knew it was Christopher Walken. And they and they kill they or suppose well like she drowns. <laughs> that's the only thing that happened. Like no one ever got charged with anything. Right. Yeah, okay, but what what happened with fucking um but- Matt, Matthew Broderick? Like, you have to be a person. I think Matthew Broderick swerved into the other lane and it hit an <laughs> oncoming car. Now you just allegedly, drowned. Allegedly. And no one was ever charged with anything. The, the dude is fucking Inspector Gadget and you get you want me to expect that he doesn't know how to drive a fucking BMW 318. Come on. Right, come we on, should mate. say, if you want more of this gold <laughs> content, <laughs> make sure you join the Patreon. Check out Matthew Broderick, No Murderer, and keep uh, keep your eyes open for the late, the newest known murderer when Chris gets back from holiday. Yeah. Robert Wagner and uh, Christopher Walken, known murderers, because that's how you do a sequel, fellas. You bring in another, so, um, like another it. antagonist. You put an uh, S on the end, like in Aliens. Exactly. Indeed. Hell yeah. Anyway, fellas, uh, helping keep us plugged into the Matrix, we have some very lovely patrons. I'm going to read their names out now. Some of them have been on screen already, but I am, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen. Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, part of the 0.24%. If you know, you know. Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream. I, I hope you noticed that, like, as I was reading out those names, I was going from like normal to Hollywood. Hell yeah, baby. Oh, nice. And then, of course, I liked it. Fellas, we're talking about the big boys now. These guys, they're not only keeping us jacked into the Matrix, but they're jacking us off at the same time. It's a new Japanese invention, but that's just how it is. We didn't ask for it, but we're glad it's happening. I am, of course, talking about Shellshock, Doppler, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Seamless Sigma, Guerrero, The Dude Abides, and he's got a new name, everybody. It's twitch.tv forward slash peaswad, where I'm a shirtless fat man in a coconut bra. That is, of course, our main man, Peaswad. He does nice. his stream on Twitch, so twitch.tv forward slash Peaswad. And he's not lying. There are some things where he goes shirtless and wears the coconut bra for mm. reasons unknown to You have to the watch world. to find out. You've got to watch to find out. You've got to be in it to win is that, it, as they is say. Is that the first um, self-promotion we've had through changed Patreon mates? Yeah. I think I it must be. I think it is. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Thank Ingenious. you one and all. Honestly, it, it means the world to us that you continue to support us. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of you keep, you keep that fire burning just inside, just under our anus, kind of making sure that we can never, never relax. So uh, I'll blame you for my eventual burnout. But in the meantime, I'm here for the ride. All right. And there we go. Ah, fellas, fucking all this Matrix talk has got me fucking hyped up. So uh, why don't you kind of like, Either hype me up further, although judging by the podcast document in front of me, probably say help mellow me out a little bit. All right, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke? Damn. I think I think it's got to be Jamie, right? Because Jamie, you you've been away for a while. 
Surely, surely you've got a lot to talk about. No, I've been away for a while, but I've got fuck all to show about it. Because as you guys know, being away hasn't meant just being away from the podcast or being away from work, which would both be good opportunities to play an abundance of video games and watch movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But I've also been away from civilization as we know it, and I've spent most of the last week living in... um, the countryside, as a matter of fact. Oh, um, wow. Is that country with the C-U-N-T? Some of the locals that I met, yeah, you'd, uh, <laughs> you'd believe it. Um, you had a good old time. <laughs> I did have a good old time. I had a relaxing old time, but uh, it's a little bit technologically limited. You know, we're talking slow internet, if any. We're talking watching what the majority of a six person family wants to watch on the television every night. <laughs> Everyone goes to bed at like 10 o'clock. Um, oh, the there dream! Are like, there are like children getting ready to go back to school, so you can't make too much noise. And um, yeah, um, so, so hold on. I, I were you? Were you? Done. Did you? Were you on the Snowpiercer? So this is the big spoiler. I was on the Snowpiercer. So it, it turns Fuck. out Jonesy was right that there's some fucking that goes on at the end of that film, but it was actually me <laughs> fucking up the polar bear. I killed oh. the polar bear, and then um, I can't. Did you wear its skin? Happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, but did you? Did you? Did you enter it? Did you? No, I did not. I did not. Well, I, no, I did not did you, enter it. Did, did, you, did you puncture it in a particular way, which may or may not be of a sexual nature, with what may or may see, not be uh, your I, I erect feel, penis? Okay. See, look, I was with you for a second there, and then you lost <laughs> me precisely in those last two words. Um, <laughs> I am would you, would you say, Chris, would you say that Luke podcast? entered the Tauntaun with his penis? Well, yeah, because he was inside the Tauntaun and his penis was in it. So he was. Wasn't it, he? There is a violation there. Okay. And uh, Space Peter is kind of like all over it. All right. They, they didn't, didn't mind the guy in that polar bear. Okay. I need to, <laughs> to clarify for the sake of Space Peter and real life Peter. I'd, Peter just sounds like I'm saying the name of a bloke called Peter. I didn't touch that. I've never touched a polar bear. I never would touch a polar bear. I don't trust them. Oh, God. You've just reminded I... me, and it kind of comes full circle to what Jonesy said, but um, there's that show, The IT Crowd, and one of the jokes there was this guy's name was Peter oh. File. Yes, Peter File. Oh, I see, Peter File. That's and he runs to an airport one. yelling, I'm Peter File, <laughs> I'm Peter File, <laughs> and he gets arrested, doesn't he? <laughs> Does he actually? That's great. Who knew? Yeah. Is that like they, one of those he... things, like I have a bomb in my bag that you just can't say at an airport, otherwise you just get immediately <laughs> arrested? Uh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If you run it's, around it's, showing It's like when, when Giant Bomb go to E3 and they always go with like carry their equipment and everything. Back when you could go to E3 and they used to carry around their equipment, but like their cameras and everything in these like hard shell boxes. And on it would just be like in big writings, Giant Bomb. And they always <laughs> used to get stopped in the, at the airport. It's great. <laughs> I, lo- I love that little anecdote. It's not, it's so yeah. I wouldn't actually do that to a case with a giant bomb in it. And they're like, mm, you can never be too mm-hmm. careful. Got to yeah. check it anyway. Uh, so drop your pants and let's uh, you know lube up. Anyway, yes, Jamie. Yeah, it was Molesty really... polar bears. What else did you do? That was pretty much it. But I mm. got away from the countryside. I left their primitive technology behind and arrived back in the bright lights of the big city just in time to play a new video game before we came on the podcast, which uh, was the Artful Escape, um, which mm. uh, you which guys. One was that? You guys might remember it as the Annapurna Interactive published video game that debuted on an Xbox stream probably like two years ago now 
and it is a young man. Uh, it's a side-scrolling 2.5D platformer starring a young man playing a guitar with all kinds of psychedelic oh, backgrounds. that one, yeah, yeah. And he's animated in such a way where it looks like he's got pins in his joints and, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, Adobe Animate. Yeah, kind of. Um, so I, I've played about half of this game, I think. It doesn't seem that long. I reckon it's like a four-hour experience. And actually, I say, I say experience just as much as I say the word game, um, which is kind of me allowing for what I imagine some of Jonesy's criticisms will be when we get around <laughs> to that point. But I, It's I not a game. How much percentage of it is playing? Actually, to be fair, it's 100% a game. I'm, I'm just almost preempting some of the criticism I think it's going to get. But right, um, yeah. I... I, I I'm I'm honestly I re- I'm in love with this game. Um wow. I, I think it's fucking uh, really wow. quite stunning. Um and I've got to clarify up front, it's not stunning or phenomenal as a game. And this is kind of what I was getting at before, as a, as an experience, as an audiovisual experience. Um because what it is, like the, the, the premise is kind of like quaint and simple, um, and then immediately goes batshit crazy. So you play this sort of young musician who is the nephew of this sort of Bob Dylan-like figure, this legendary folk musician who is an icon of this town that you live in. It's like a fictional town in Colorado. And you are yourself an aspiring musician, but because uh, your uncle is so famous and so revered, you basically are still kind of living in his shadow and everyone expects you to make the similar kind of music to him. And you kind of like feel like you're forced to be going down this folk music avenue when really you just like ripping, um, you know, unreal face-melting guitar solos whenever you can. Um, do you get to do that in the game? Guitar solos? You do get to... There's a designated shredding button, so you can hold the X at any time and just shred. And then, essentially, what happens is you are visited by this... The easiest way to describe her is kind of like Ramona in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So this weird, almost otherworldly woman shows up who's kind of got this weird, like, accepting... Uh, way about her but also this kind of like biting sort of like quite um cold and sharp sense of humor um and she poses the question well what if you just become someone else entirely and it's very hard to explain what transpires um and how other characters and other elements work into it but if you've seen the trailer you know that what follows is this absolutely bizarre psychedelic cosmic supernatural trip into uh, what I believe is called the Cosmic Extraordinary. Um, and the rest of the game okay. is this complete, like, head fuck, absolutely bizarre, topsy-turvy platformer. Where And it's, I say platformer, it's really as simple as you are just running to the right, making fairly simple jumps, um, shredding your guitar, and getting from A to B. And that's where I've got to be cautious as to, like, how much of a game I make this out to be. It's not like... You know, when you were playing, like, I know that's a bit of a throwback, Rayman Origins or Rayman Legends, where you're like, oh, this yeah, is a yeah. really pretty platformer <clears throat> where I'm moving from left to right, like in a Mario Bros-style way, but it's also yeah. got some challenge. There's no challenge to this. This is about taking in the visuals, and this is one of the most extraordinary-looking games I have ever played in my life. And I maybe when I'm finished, I won't feel the same way about it, but j- just in terms of... Not just the execution on the art style, which I think is phenomenal in and of itself, but just the sheer amount of creativity and diversity and variety on display. Um, it And the way it comes together with this unbelievably like huge orchestral soaring soundtrack that has this crazy sort of like psychedelic guitar solo at the center of it throughout. It's just kind of like almost took my breath away at points. Um, and I know this sounds like 
um, a little bit sort of like over the top. And I've got to stress, I really am talking about the audio-visual experience of this game. But I think it's something that's yeah. 100% worth experiencing if you have like... Um, if you have time for that kind of a thing, like you can't expect much of it as a platformer. You can't expect action sequences. You can't expect a challenge, but if you just want this sort of like this almost like musical variety tour style experience, like it's really, I think it's something quite special in that sense. It's also quite is it funny. On, is it on games pass? It is on game pass. Yes. So okay. it is on uh, Xbox and PC and you obviously you can buy it on steam if you like, or Xbox, if you want to own it outright and it's on game pass. It's like only like it's less than ten gigs as well, so it's like a and as a four hour game, oh, cool. I think it's pretty um, manageable. Um, what do you reckon it's four hours in total, or that I reckon, you've played it for four hours? I reckon it's four hours in total. I think I've played about two hours, and I think I'm halfway through. Um, okay, it's um it's also like just to talk about another string that it has to its bow because I know I am intentionally underselling the gameplay component, which for some people yeah. will be a concern. Uh, the writing <laughs> is also quite strong. I found and quite funny. Um, I think when I first started it, and Josie will know what I mean when I say, like, I was worried at first that it was going to have that kind of Donut County or a Night in the Woods style comedy that feels like it was entirely written by people who do all their tweets in the lowercase with no <laughs> punctuation. Um, I can confirm it's not that. It's, it, it, it is actually quite clever and it's quite sharp. And it's supported by a, like, a fun voice cast, like, uh, Jason Schwartzman plays this. This oh, is a nice. bit of yeah, a yeah. spoiler as to House of the Cosmos. He plays this. He plays an, a mysterious an entity, let's say, who visits you, and you can tell he's really hamming it up and enjoying some of the quirky dialogue he has. Uh, Mark Strong is one of the characters. Lena Headey from Game of Thrones yeah, is wow. another. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Carl Weathers is that the guy's name? Um, yeah, he, from, yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. plays a, a very cool, very fun character who's kind of with you through a lot of the early parts of the game. Um, I just think I just think I, I was really kind of like I knew that's a hell of a the, hell of a voice cast. Yeah, yeah, I know. I guess it's one of those ones where I watched that trailer and I thought that looks cool. Like, there's definitely yeah. some really cool stuff there that's popping off the screen. I wonder what the game is like. And you play it, and you're like, the game is nothing to write home about. But actually, there's so much of what's impressive about the trailers and what pops off the screen of the trailers that I think it can sustain a three to four hour long runtime. And that's why I think, considering it's so attainable through Game Pass, I think I just I have to recommend it to anyone that if you watch that trailer and you think I'm down for something like this, it's it seems really cool. It seems really really cool. Nice. D D two S down to shred. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, it sounds cool, man. Like I, especially from what you said. Like yeah, I'll be honest. You had me at four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but and yeah, Game I, Pass. I, like four I hours forgot, Game Pass. On the- I forgot the name, but you have jogged my memory on it. And yeah, I think I was with you on it. It's like this looks cool, but I wonder what it what it's like. But yeah, that's yeah. I I, I I I watched one video review before I started as well. It was IGN's one, which I think they came down as an eight out of ten, and it was it was very aligned with my thoughts. If anyone wants yeah. to kind of like get a little bit more of a second opinion before they jump in, yeah. But even four hours, just fucking do it. You know, yeah, like, and I, it's not I, I can't ask. stress enough. Like some of the visuals, like to it's one of those games where to call it two point five D feels like you're doing it a disservice. 
Like there yeah, is so right. much depth and detail and creativity on display, and so the way some of these scenes pop out of the frame, and the camera pulls back while your guy's doing a knee slide down a hill, doing some crazy guitar solo, <laughs> and there's like fucking all so much stuff going on in the frame, and it's also bright and colourful, and like it really is quite something. Um, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Nice. Nice. Decent. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually played anything, I think, of, of note um, in the last week. <laughs> I've played a couple of things, but nothing that I can, I'm going to bore anybody with. I've just been sort of like carrying on with a few stuff, a few things. Fair. But Fair. I did get to watch um, The Suicide Squad. Well, uh, hey, week, week three of talking about The Suicide Squad. Yeah, courtesy yeah. of uh, Warner Brothers, who sent us a link. Very nice of them, so I could actually watch it when it went live. Uh, I think it was for home rental, so um, yeah, I watched it. And Really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Boom. It Hell was yeah. it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. And it's it's kind of funny because watching the Suicide Squad, it it just highlights everything that the, that was wrong with Suicide Squad. Um and just to just to really rub it in, uh my wife hadn't seen Suicide Squad. So after we watched the Suicide Squad, she said, <laughs> Well, hey, let's watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> I love that. And uh yeah, it just made it made me sort of like realize how what a pile of crap Suicide Squad is, like which is like weird because if you said to someone, you can take an actor like Will Smith, you know, an actress yeah, like Margot yeah. Robbie, uh, Viola Davis, and and a whole load of other people like cool people, put them in that movie, and you're going to get a trash film. It doesn't sound likely. It sounds you know, kind of yeah, sounds like, like you'd have to work really hard to fuck it up. Exactly. Yeah, like that's the cast that you normally that you'd cast to fix uh, like a series, as opposed to the first one that was really bad. But and I just came down on. I think you guys even said it before. Like Suicide Squad thinks it's cool. It's not. It thinks it's like edgy. It's not. It's it's like a painfully uncool, unfunny um, like movie that tries to take itself too seriously. And when it tries to do any of the interesting stuff, it kind of fails. Whereas the Suicide Squad manages to just nail those things. Um, it's it takes the piss out of itself. It is it's humor right from the get go. It knows exactly what it's trying to do. I think you guys said to me that it's like it it really earns its name, the Suicide Squad, and it really does. Like in the early uh, early on in that film, it's the opening um, fucking scene, dude. <laughs> yeah, which was great. And and then even they even managed to because I have a weird thing in the uh, origin stories in in movies usually get me like and if it's an origin if origin story then I'm in. Like, you know, it's just cuz I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. intrigued by the origin story. Not having that for in the Suicide Squad in the same way that was in Suicide Squad um just made it so much better. Like getting into yeah, what the movie was so much quicker. There was some of the stuff that I thought was a bit done, like I don't want to give anything away obviously for people that haven't seen it, but there are some things that I think they were trying to say was cool and edgy and funny, which was a, I don't know, it kind of went a little flat for me, but the majority of it was, yeah, was great. was really funny, worked very well, enjoyable movie. Where they needed to be stupid, they were stupid. Where they needed to kind of, you know, take the piss, they took the piss. I, I was also a fan of some of the visuals, visual gags where they had, you saw things from the perspective of the different people in the Suicide Squad. And they, polka dot man. <laughs> like yeah like polka dot man or jamie, uh, jamie fucking loves it He's like <laughs> every time every time they did one of those like the first time they do it in the camp and the second time they do it in the disco and the club yeah uh, the club right yeah, yes I, I, I was laughing my head off yes and then the last time they do it 
with the the, the oh like, yeah yeah i thought that was great i even said it like as it before you saw it i was like oh it's gonna be this and it was great like i loved <laughs> yeah. it um the, uh yeah no i i thoroughly enjoyed it thought, thought, thought okay it was, just it just a, a, again just for those in the know who have seen it and and without trying to spoil anything for those who haven't the the camp infiltration scene right see that's that's one that i thought i didn't think was i it kind of fell flat for me oh alex jones i think it was the execution like it wasn't the setup like i i I could see what they were trying to do i could see why it would be funny but it was quite i don't know it just felt a little bit i thought the execution was quality it didn't make any sense because like people are screaming that they're on fire and the put and like someone five feet away hasn't woken up that's what it, a hammock, but, but that's what it was there's a scene yeah, but where they I, but walk up to three blokes like, looking like, at them yeah exactly. there were three dudes Jonesy, and i was just like snow piercer hat off for once <laughs> you're watching the fucking suicide squad and it was just felt a bit i don't know <laughs> but yeah no, but i see whereas the the opening scene on the beach i thought that was like i i thought that was hilarious when yeah. they was they all had the different things happening to the different people i was like oh that's yeah that's great um but I, I like the camp infiltration scene. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I, I didn't like it as much. Do you know what the problem was? You guys had said that, and then I was expecting yeah, it to probably. be really good, really funny. Okay, it was kind yeah. of like, it's, it's a subtle thing. Like, oh, it is right. it is a subtle kind of scene, but yeah. Don't get me I, wrong. I, I the reveal, so the reveal, I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> when they find out what's actually going on. Also, I like, like I um, when, again, I'm trying to, you know, dance around <laughs> it, but then also after what you're talking about, the reveal of the reality of the camp situation. And she tries to find out what's going on. And Idris Elba and John Cena are both kind of being shifty. And Polka Dot Man just says his version of it. Like, oh, right. I, did. I thought that line was, that cracked me off as well. Polka Dot Man, like, I know everybody like really likes King Shark. And King Shark was great. And we definitely needed more King Shark. And I hope to see more King Shark in the future. But for me, like, Polka Dot Man was like the breakup. Like, above yeah. King Shark for me. I just thought the... Sh- Regardless of the visual gags that you guys said, just like his tone, his delivery, his look, like the reason of his like, you know, just the powers and yeah, man, it was just really, really fucking cool. And I would have liked to have seen a lot more kind of done with him. I could could have done with more Polka Dot Man and more King Shark. Um, There was a weird thing that King Shark sort of makes a few decent sort of appearances earlier on. And then there seems to be a big lull and then he doesn't really do much more until you get toward the end again. I don't yeah. know. It was just, yeah. and I was, I wanted a few more sort of like oh, gags about him eating people. There's one shot. That's like maybe the most beautiful shot in the whole fucking, uh, yeah. In, in the whole, in the whole thing where King shark picks someone up and rips him in half. Yeah. The, and kind of like, it's a mid shot or maybe like further back. And there's like, I think it's like a lightning strike as it happens in like a storm or something. It's just like such a great fucking video. What I got to do, is get a still image of that for my background because that's so fucking fucking cool. He's <laughs> ripping him apart. So good. I love it. It's, yeah. almost, it's almost an irony though in that um, how good the Suicide Squad is. It's it's sort of leveled up because of how bad Suicide Squad was. I kind of feel like if this had stood on its own, I probably would have said like, oh yeah, it's a funny film. It's a good film. It's like worth watching. But I don't think I would have been as positive about it had it not been how bad. I can- Suicide Squad is. I can mm. believe that because it, yeah. it almost kind of like resets your expectation, right? Like, or, or not even resets it, just kind of lowers your expectation as to what a Suicide Squad film should be. And then you go in there, you're like pleasantly surprised, like, okay, that was, that was good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have just um, four months until the Peacemaker TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Ah, well, fellas, are you you ready to hear about the crazy whirlwind that I've had in terms of my catch up? Hell yeah. Yeah, James, sure Jamie's giving me the most because it, no, I'm not sure where this gag is going, but it's not a gag. I, I did because I did listen to last week's, so yeah, <laughs> it, it's not a gag. There's no like, there's no fucking whirlwind. Uh, last week I had some decent entries, and this one I've just got Psychonauts 2, more of it, still loving it. You, you guys need to play it, don't need to say anything more about it. Will do, you know. So, I'm yeah, hell yeah, buddy. Um, so I'm kind of like in this like awkward position. The other thing is, obviously, I played some more, um. Dragon Quest Eleven S demo on the Switch. It's still fucking going. That demo never ends. I swear. That's the, you know, we talk about Games Pass being the fucking best deal in gaming. I'll tell you what. If you're into your JRPGs, this might be the best fucking deal in gaming. Um, but yeah, I was playing that because I was on a train to Manchester for work again. And whenever that happens, I usually don't have much time to play Psychonauts or uh, Psychonauts gaming in general. Um. So, yeah, and then obviously going to Greece, I'm, I'll take my Switch with me, but I don't know how much gaming I'll get done. Yeah. You know what I want to play on my Switch? Kentucky, what was it? Um, Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero. I reckon I'm going to get that as, like, my holiday game. I think that oh, could be yeah. pretty cool. I've wanted to play that game for a long time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, because I'm on a train, guess what, fellas? Rinsing the Donda and Certified Loverboy albums, put it... Put, Pitching them up against each other, trying to figure out which one's the the better one. Where are you coming down on it? I'm coming down on both are solid sixes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. that's that sounds about right. That sounds yeah, about are, right. Are, are you feeling the same? Uh, kind of, except like with the the difference comes in kind of like expectations and frustration, and so yeah. like we, we, it feels like with Certified Lover Boy, it's kind of like a, a fair enough six. And with with Donda, it's like a frustrated six. So they feel like different sixes. I get you. I get uh, you. That's, that's interesting. Because like, I'm, I'm just not a huge, I'm not a huge Drake fan. I just think that that album yeah, sounded like more of Drake. You right. know, and that's more, what it is. It, like it it's, poly, it's not. Yeah. It's, not pro- it's not propelling Drake any further, right? No, no. Um, and, and I, I think the disappointing thing for me is that like I can't single out a track where I'm like, this 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 is a banger. On Donder or on Certified Lover Boy? Kind of on both. Like I'll I'll be fair to to Donder over over Certified Lover Lover Boy. I I feel the beats are better on Donder. Yes. Um, but I I think maybe maybe vocally, not not in terms of like um theme, but just I prefer the way. Drake kind of structures his songs and, and delivers his kind of stuff Fair and, enough. and his features on them. Um, a little bit less hot on the samples that he kind of went for on on this album because he's kind of like the sample king, right? Um, Hang yeah, on, I don't bro. know. Like, like bo- both of them we are got, like just kind of... We got yeah. the Globgo Glabulab. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Kanye samples, I am the Globgo Glabulab. What is the glob glow glab glab? Oh, we've showed it to you a million times. That fucking weird worm in the library, like bad CGI. All oh, right. So, it's, 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 it's what's funny about it is, I wouldn't even consider buying a Drake album, but I would. I would definitely be tempted with a Kanye one, which is so it's interesting that they're both. Well, Jonesy, let me, let me let me bring you. Uh, you know, let me drag you kicking and screaming into the twenty first century. You don't have to pay for any of them, buddy, because they're on Spotify. 
Ah, oh, well, they, okay, there you go. <laughs> I love I, it. I, I won't listen to them for free. So I will go good. and I will go and buy the the video the 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 taped cassette. Um, but no, I just kind of feel like, yeah, because it, it was this whole. What's interesting about it is there's this whole feud between them, and it's like, no, my album's better, my album's better, and then people kind of siding on their camps and saying like, you know, fuck Drake or fuck Kanye, whatever it is. And I'm here and I'm just kind of like, I'm fans of both of them generally. And I'm just like, this is not great albums, fellas. Like, yeah, that, you know what it is? It, it, it almost feels like pretentious bullshit to me coming from both of them. Quite Sound, honestly. To be fair though, it probably is that. I think <laughs> is it not? With, with, with Kanye, that's definitely a problem. I don't know if like the pretension was as much of a concern of mine on certified lower boy, it was just sort of like a almost like a lack of ambition, and it kind of yeah. like let let the budget and the the polish of the production do the talking, and you just kind of keep doing your thing, and that's fine in an album, but just not that exciting, right? Let's have a let's have yeah. a, a guess, okay? I've got both Metacritic scores, critics and users up for mm. both al- albums. If you had to guess what the critic score was. For let's start with Donda. What would you reckon? I think it's pretty low because I know a lot of the critics have been giving it like one stars because of oh, shit, featuring okay. featuring Marilyn Manson and uh, the was, baby. Was it, was it the baby? Um, you know, so by by a matter of virtue, they just kind of gave it a low score, whether it deserved it or not. I think the average score that it would get would be between the six and the seven. I think I think um, did. The needle drop, Anthony Fantano. I think he gave it a six, didn't he? So, on, so what are you saying for Donda? What do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, so I'd say for Donda, I'd say six point five, like six point five, six and seven. Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I'll say I'll say six. I think yeah, six. And then what about for Certified Lover Boy? Where are you coming down on that? I could see I could see that getting like a seven. I just don't think it. I don't know if it's offensive enough to get that many like scathing reviews. Mm. You know, I probably like boring, but I probably say seven as well. well. I can say Donda has got a fifty-three from the critics, and Certified Love Boy has got a sixty-one. Um, so they're both shooting low. But like, that's what that's. But that's like it's not fair enough. It's like, not. It's not far off. You know, like user no, score. Do you want to hear the user score? Yeah, I, I S- imagine they're in the sixties to seventies. Certified Love Boy three point five out of five. <laughs> Out of, hey, no, out, out of ten. No, out of Sorry, 10, out of right? ten. Out of ten. Yeah, out, out of ten. 10. Yeah, 3.5 out of 10. And uh Donda's got 6.4 out of 10. Whoa. Okay, I, th- I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting them to be like on the same level. It's it, um, oh yeah. I always find it interesting when um, the critics and the uh, users are massively at odds. But it, with it's each other. hard though, right? Because they are so kind of like polarized and they are feuding with each other. It's like who's got the bigger kind of active See, I would have guessed Drake, but I suppose maybe not. Like, you know, I don't know. What, I have no idea. I'm not in that. I'm not in that arena. I've got no idea. So yeah, don't, don't worry, mate. Like, Puddle and Mud are still making music. So. <laughs> they they got you covered. All right, stained. They're still on the outside. They're still looking in. Don't worry I feel about like it. It's all right. Hooper Stank have to be cooking something up, right? Ah, it's clearly, man. Got to be. All greats. All greats. Oh well, I'm glad you said greats, fella. Because you know what was great was the fucking PlayStation Showcase, which is probably what everybody is actually here to listen to on our podcast. And they just had to wait through <laughs> about an hour and 10 minutes or so to get there. So, you know, 
that's that's Apologies. the super show, baby. Ah, but man, what what a showcase! <laughs> like, I, I I don't know if maybe it's just like I'm I was giddy from the get go from like the Matrix trailer, right? And and you know usually I try and kind of like temper my expectations with any of this, and I was tempered with going into it, but watching the showcase. I just I just thought they did they did a lot right. Like I I enjoyed almost everything that they kind of showed off. And I'm it's, I'm hyped for a lot of stuff. It's funny though, because right, so if you if you take out the top three uh like games that they showed off, yeah. would you've still would you still have said it was because I I kind of feel like it was all right, but until they got to the end, it was I was kinda like, okay. And then it was like at the end, it was like, oh bam, bam, bam. Like it was big, big, big stuff, but I don't know. It got to a point where I was, I would have said it was kind of lukewarm, but they 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 backloaded that baby with some. Uh, oh, they some did big, backload it. Big but, things. But to be fair, like that backloading that they had was PlayStation PlayStation Studios stuff. Yes, yeah. They yeah. waited until right at the end to yeah, do their first Whereas everything party else stuff, sure. before that was like third party. Uh, but let, let's let's go through it, fellas. Okay, because they kicked it off straight away with a fucking like LucasArts logo. And immediately I was like, oh, okay, what is this? What is this? Then they showed the Asper logo, and then I was like, hmm, that rings a bell. Turns out to be an entire fucking remake of Knights of the Old Republic, something that had been rumored, but we weren't sure whether it was a remake or remaster or what it was, but it just seems to be like a fucking rebuilt from the ground up, overhauled, visual fucking... Fuck me, it's good to be a Star Wars fan. Kind Put of that thing. on the box. It's a visual fuck me. It's a bi- I told you, fellas, it's, 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 a, it's a fuck. It's a fuck. It is a fuck. The whole thing's a fuck. The whole thing's a fuck. All right? Like, don't get better than that. It's a fuck. Um, yeah, man. Like, to be fair, they only showed Darth Revan. Was it, it was not Darth Revan. Fucking, I'm getting... There's yeah. some guy that look, he looked like the guy from the new movies. with the His mask was kind of similar to Kylo Ren's mask. There yes. we go, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, that's my that's Revan. my non Star Wars fan analysis of the trailer for you. Uh, a man whose mask looks like the guy from Girls' mask stands in front of the camera. Uh, yeah, it was indeed Darth Revan. Um, man, that the way it looks like if you had to search, if you just search Darth Revan and see what he looked like in the original game and see what they did there, it's like fuck yeah, yeah. I, I'm so all over this. Uh, Which I, you, love, so, I love I you, love the RPG. Did you guys play it? The, the no, no. I did good. not play it. Don't play it now because it's aged terribly, in my opinion. But I think uh, do you know what I think. I actually thought about playing it um, like years later and looked at it and was sort of like, I don't think I'm going to play it. Like, it doesn't look it doesn't look amazing. You can um, play it on your phone. The thing is, it's turn based. Like, it's it's. But that's what I was going to say yeah. to you because this is a, this is a timed PlayStation Five exclusive, right? So it's it's a which I is that something that puts you off playing it like would you play it on playstation 5 or would you wait until it comes out on like pc and other platforms if i had a playstation 5 mate I'd if you had one if you had one <laughs> um because yeah, it doesn't it's... seem like a very playstation or console game to me okay let, let me ask you let me ask you this is mass effect a console game yeah okay so then this is but i so i always thought that kotal was much more of a like there's no direct third part like uh, over-the-shoulder third-person action in that sense. No, there, there isn't. But so, which Mass but, Effect has in space? No, no. But what I'm saying is, like, they they are very similar kind of games in that, like, 
KOTOR okay. is the granddaddy of Mass Effect, if that makes sense. Because they were they're uh, both from Bioware at the time. But, I, but for me, like the running around, the, the, the action element of Mass Effect makes it a console game in that sense because you've got like you you know you're still shooting aliens and hiding and whatever you've got the rpg elements are obviously added on top of that kotor to me always seemed like something i'd sit down on a pc maybe but i i I think i'd definitely wait until it came onto other platforms well well, this is this is the interesting thing about a remake buddy right like nothing to say that it's going to play exactly the same as it used to play that's very true do you know what i didn't even think of that but it's absolutely true it might be like if you look at final fantasy 7 remake like final fantasy 7 doesn't play like final fantasy 7 remake yeah for sure yeah and like i don't think people want paused uh turn-based combat in their rpgs anymore no do you mean like unless you're like talking about like diehard jrpg fans which is like fair enough but yeah, like I, I, I'd be very curious to see how they handle it and and to what extent they kind of do a remake. Yeah, it is it is a timed exclusive as well. So if this is a game that's being remade with the PC in mind, it's going to be slightly awkward when it's only on the PlayStation Five for at least well, a little that, while. That yeah. was my thinking. That was exactly my thinking. Was like, is this going to be a bit of a weird one that people sort of go? Just wait for the PC version, man. You don't want to be playing this on the PlayStation 5. But but as you say, Chris, it could well be that they just change up yeah. and they make it a play a bit different. Yeah. But, Jonesy, you mentioned a weird one. And uh, I'll say one of two weird things for the show came up next, which was Project Eve by Shift Up Corporation, uh, which looked like some kind of like sci-fi anime shit that... I, I, it looked like Devil May Cry in in terms of its action to me. I mean, I don't know if I'm thinking of like barking up the wrong tree in terms of that, but no, I I thought the same thing. I thought that uh, Bayonetta, uh, Near Automata, like th- that kind of you know that kind of action. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. all looked like. Sexy ladies yeah. with big swords, right? I th- I think the near <laughs> comparison. I, yeah, I don't know if it's quite as frenetic or aerial as like a DMC or a Bayonetta, but he's definitely got that kind of like that Japanese developed action adventure. Um, sort of like feel a, to it, like a platinum game. Yeah, kind of. There's some platinum vibes there for sure. Scantily clad women being part of the uh, part of the package. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're not scantily clad, then tight, tightly, tightly fitted. Uh, yeah, tightly lined up. Yeah, exactly. say, she she was definitely rocking some TikTok leggings, you know, in the uh, the opening when they TikTok. sort of did the gratuitous ass shot. I can believe that. I was like, Jesus, how? Okay. Have you seen what the TikTok leggings are? Have you seen the TikTok leggings? They're like leggings that go in the ass crack. Oh, no, yeah. I don't, I don't what, have TikTok what, either. What, but what makes I, them TikTok, them. though? No, the people call them TikTok leggings because it's the ones that all the TikTok models wear where the, the, the leggings go like into the ass crack. So each, Testing each viral side of the ass is, is I encapsulated. I know exactly what you mean. Chris knows what I'm on about. And all I have to do is close my eyes and I could be sure. <laughs> But it's like she had on like PVC leather trousers that were like what like painted yeah. on. You know what it's no like, room. Jamie? Imagine, imagine legs. Okay, like if you imagine like wearing like shiny PVC okay. kind of like um, things. Okay, so you got the legs, and then instead of a bum, you've got two big Christmas baubles. <laughs> okay, just like that's the visual. That's the visual aid that you need to kind of like think about. Okay, I can I can I can kind of see what's going on. I'm watching a... Oh, Jonesy's just sent me a link. I don't know if I was meant to say that or not. Oh, but God, yeah. Open it. 
Oh wait, Jonesy just sent me a link to something up what I was already doing, which is good. Oh right, okay. Watching videos. <laughs> oh hell yeah, bro. Um, I think anyway, I, I think I I've, I've derailed it, haven't I? Yeah, it was, uh, it was TikTok. Okay. Like <sighs> if you're gonna derail it for anything, let's let's go for some. Don't yeah. let your speech slow like that, Chris. You fucking weird <laughs> guy. Uh, you're on a podcast, fellas. I, I might be a weird guy, but you know what else is weird? Tiny Tina in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's right, coming out March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, which is the standalone spin off of Borderlands. You'll probably remember Tiny Tina's fucking escape from dungeon keep expansion bullshit thing for this Borderlands 2 but now this is its own kind of thing and I gotta say like I love Borderlands I know Tiny Tina's a a quiet taste I don't mind her don't like her she's kind of like average for me but I I liked I liked what was putting in front of me okay I'm I'm picking up what they put down the question is how would you feel about her if she was wearing TikTok leggings that's (laughs) the thing I really uh, want I would appreciate her no, she, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think Jonesy was the first, Jonesy said it when we were watching. Like, that actually looks kind of cool. Like they've yeah. done enough of a job to mix up the kind of the art style and the, the the setting and the environment and the fantastical, not fantastical, but the fantasy elements that are drawing yeah, from yeah. to kind of give it a new lick of paint and a new flavor that, if nothing else, should be sufficient for the length of one Borderlands esque game, which is, <laughs> you know, good stuff. Yeah, I liked it, and, and I liked the fact that they were like opened up a crate, and you, you know you, the typical Borderlands thing of like fifty million guns coming out of it, and they're all different kind of colors. Except they weren't guns; they were melee weapons. And I was like, "Yes, you know what? That's fucking cool. I like that. That's I can respect that." And it looks like a lot of fun. I, I, I really, yeah, I think uh, they've done a really good job of sort of taking that aesthetic and then making it work really well with something yeah. else. Yeah, it's very I, cool. I know that guns are like Borderlands thing. And and they even kind of like mentioned it's like Tiny Tina was like oh but why have guns in this thing it's like because I said so whatever but do you think that it would have been better without guns like if they if they just honestly had the balls to say you know what no guns in this game and it, it it's like bows and arrows sure but like Skyrim but Borderlands you know that kind of mm. crossover instead of saying like oh it is that but we're just adding guns on top. I would, I would think it would have been too much of a departure from Borderlands if you said, like, no guns at all. If it was just melee weapons and bows and arrows, I, I think you would have lost a lot of people. Because you, yeah. you've obviously got, like, the, I don't know what you call them, like, the magical attacks as well. But no, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the fact they've kept some of that Borderlands flavour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Josie, yeah. If you can have both, why not have both? And let's fucking get some co-op parties going, fellas. Like, that's... You totally, know, yeah. Always fun. I mean, I mean, I'm sat here as the only person who played and finished Borderlands Three, so I feel like um, I'm I'm not the issue here. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I've got it on my PlayStation, but I just me too. I don't want to play it on PlayStation, <laughs> and then and well, uh, and it's you kind of get put into this awkward situation, right, where you've already got a copy of the game, so you don't want to buy it again because you're just like, well, I've got it, but then yeah. I'm never going to play it because I don't want to play it on PlayStation anyway. That's my that's 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 a Chris problem, not a you problem, <laughs> right? Um, but Jonesy, I guess you want to talk about the next one because I remember you were quite the the first time we saw it, you were super hot on it. I think I still think it looks fantastic. So this is for Spoken um, from Square Enix, which looks 
very good. I mean, and as we're watching it, like Jamie was saying about how the traversal looks fantastic. Like, yeah. there's a, a lot to really like about how this game is coming together. Um, <laughs> there is a, so Jamie has terrified me in games in general now <laughs> because he made the comment before that uh, there's a, quite a few games coming out that that seem to just be using the Unreal Engine five and just making everything look amazing. But actually, there might not be much of a game underneath it all it's just like lots of pretty games yeah. so now every game i look that looks phenomenal i'm like oh no is it just going to be like an empty husk of a game with a few sort of mechanics but yes yeah, it's, it's coming together well um it seems like it's got some fun being had with the writing and um like the voice acting and stuff and the world looks really cool like that's the thing that i think was that draws me to it is is the exploration in that environment and sort of getting to grips with everything that's going on there. Cause for people that don't know, it's the idea is there's like a girl who gets pulled from the normal world into sort of like a fantasy world. And it looks like that she sort of develops powers and she can do sort of like magic and things. Um, yeah, if people remember, it's the one where she's like, is that a fucking dragon? <laughs> was like, a, was it, was it motherfucking dragon? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah. Which is, uh, and it looks cool. It looks very cool. Um, yeah. So I think it's that's coming out. We I was really surprised it's coming out in six months. It's like spring twenty twenty two, which is kind of crazy. Um, so we don't even have to wait that long to sort of get a look at it. I mean, yeah, you know, if it follows the trend of twenty twenty one, it's not coming out in spring twenty twenty two. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> that's the thing. We'll Everything that gets announced fall twenty twenty one comes out in spring twenty twenty two. Everything that announced in spring twenty twenty two comes out fall twenty twenty two, and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, and it's so almost continues. like with each and every single. What they really should do now is anytime they announce like even a release window, just put an asterisk next to it. And, and <laughs> you know, like asterisk on the top, and then you look at the bottom at the fine print, there's another little asterisk like give an yeah. explanation. And it says, probably not. The finish is, is like the, guessed by the intern. <laughs> yeah. But there's no right way of doing it because there's a big game we'll come to later on that didn't even bother putting in an, a year. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You can't do that. Come on, do that. <laughs> but yeah, Forspoken for looks rad. Like it's like it's got this strange thing where you're kind of getting the um the kind of the final fantasy like magic and elements yeah. but with kind of like clearly like a character who's from a modern day like real world scenario and zapped into some other kind of world and i think that's a really kind of interesting melding of ideas and it's uh it's uh complemented really well by this sort of like ultra realistic uh, art style that yeah. still contains these magical elements in a really neat way and like Josie said the traversal looks fun and fluid in a way. Jonesy actually likened it to prototype, which in my book is not, is actually not a bad thing at all. Um, yeah. Because that game did actually manage to get a sense of speed yeah. and momentum going for it quite well. I don't know. I think it's got cool stuff going for it and like I'm, the team behind it seem like some interesting characters. Yeah, yeah Gary Witter, who wrote uh, Rogue One and Amy Hennig of Uncharted fame. Very, very yep. nice pedigree there. I've got a, a little bit of a comparison from... But one particular section in the in the trailer, there was one bit where so so she's got these like bangles on her arms that speak to her, right? And um, yes, there's this is one bit where it shows off, you know, like a little montage of her moves, and she was doing this like gun thing where she had her arm forward and she was going like this and like shooting coins or some shit, and then kind of like it was almost like SMG fire, and then went mm-hmm. into a shotgun fire. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. Yes. Because right. she also, I think she also does like the infamous kind of thing where it's hand out to the side, kind of like, duh, 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 yeah, yeah, kind of like throwing almost. Right. So a little bit of infamous. What about a little bit of control with how she was doing those Hell yeah. things? Yeah. I, I got some serious control vibes then. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like a fucking medieval feeling control could 
fucking do pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I just need I just need to see what I think Jonesy was getting at, which is that like, okay, when we've got those shots of her, you know, doing these crazy sprints and jumps across this massive expanse of seemingly unoccupied land. Yeah, where is she going to, and why, and what happens when she gets there? You yeah, know? well, yeah. You, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a rage too. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> It's oh, so you what's you mean five side missions and the final <laughs> Oh wicked, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> this is that's my fear now of every game that comes out where the world looks phenomenal is is like I said, Jamie's giving me this 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 hang up that every game I'm like, it's just gonna be an empty sandbox, gorgeous world where there's like no game in it. There's just a well, character. What, I, I'd forgotten all about it because do you remember so last two weeks ago we were talking about Gamescom and we had a similar conversation around DokeV. And yes. DokeV yeah. is from the people who made uh, Black Pearl Abyss or whatever it's called. Black Desert Online. Which, Black Desert Online, thank Black you. Pearl um, Abyss. Because I, 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 I think they're called Pearl Abyss. I, I don't really remember. Right. I'm getting the dev name and the game name mixed yeah, up. Fair, fair, but fair, do, fair. do you also remember this time last year at one of the showcases, I can't remember who it was, they had a single-player game set in the same universe. And I've got to look up the name of the game now. And it was of another what? trailer. Um, universe of what? Uh, of the MMO, we I just forgot the name of Black oh, Desert right, Online. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, um, wasn't it just Black Desert Online Two? No, it wasn't. It was it had a, it's had its own name, and I'm going to look it up now. Um, but it was another one of those trailers where it's like kind of like soup, like surprisingly detailed, clearly very expensive, a uh, realistic graphics, like some decent looking action taking place in usually very specific and usually quite tight confines. Yeah, and then. Um, and then, like, a, a huge amount of expanse elsewhere that you're not really sure what they're going to do with it. It's called Crimson Desert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that does ring a bell, actually. And I'm, I'm going to... And look, I'm, I'm, I think with Square, definitely with Square Enix um, kind of at the helm, um, or Square Enix Publishing, I should say, there's definitely more reason to believe that Forspoken will become an actual game. Right. Um, than but I think... Because like, it's Luminous Productions, isn't it? I think Luminous Productions yeah. is owned by square enix i think it's a square yeah enix. It's, it's all it's all in-house yeah I don't, I, again I, I don't know if you guys are in a position to like click on that link while we're at it but like it's it's much the same thing where you're like like a good ca- good character renders some flashy combat that's almost weirdly for space for spoken-esque in its use of sort of like v- you know various effects to kind of like highlight um, the momentum of combat but it's all just taking place in these massive sparse environments in a trailer that's put together in such a way that doesn't really tell you what's yeah. I know we talked about it a lot and we're hitting a lot of the same notes, so I apologise. But yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. going to be interesting. Yeah, it's uh, almost like following that Wukong... That like, Wukong, yeah. Whatever. See, I, I, Wukong, with um, Black Myth Wukong, I'm, almost, I'm a little bit more optimistic because they do seem to be focusing much more on like setting this setting the scene for a boss fight like everything i've seen from that is like amazing environment looks fantastic yeah, and then it's like enough. boss fight which i yeah, think is yeah. much more down the the almost um uh oh god what's it called um souls like, born souls thank you yeah, yeah souls yeah. born like titles um it feels more like that. Like it, that's what they're going for. I don't quite, I'm not as worried about that as I am about some of these big, like you were saying, big expansive games with incredibly realistic looking open worlds where actually you're like, Oh, what am I doing here? It's, it's, 
in a different, in a weird way, it's, it's almost like if you like Annapurna Interactive could come up with like indies these days, where they say, "Look at this goddamn amazing 3D game world." It's actually an indie that one bloke made. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. because of the engine he used, but actually there's not a lot in the game. It's not much going on. So it's it's we're getting yeah. into a weird place where people can make incredible things, but it's all the back end, I suppose. It's the gameplay, it's the interactivity, is what you're actually doing, it's the writing, the story, and all of that, which is always the question now you don't have to worry so much about graphics as it were i suppose yeah. but yeah no forspoken like you said it's got a good um it's got a good team behind it which so i think is a, probably a, a bit of a different story but definitely something to watch well jonesy i'm i'm glad you mentioned the team because you're going to need one to deal with the uh extraction from the <laughs> alien stuff i am of course talking about rainbow six extraction yes we got another trailer for it and uh, yeah, that's that's more Rainbow Six Extraction. I think it looks cool. I'm going to play it. I hope you guys are going to play it with me because if you don't, then I'm not going to play it. <laughs> just, just one of those. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's almost like it's almost like this in, in my mind, right? We play uh, Back for Blood. We rinse it, right? And then come January 2022, we're tired of Back for Blood. We want that back for blood kind of fix, and maybe Rainbow Six Extraction kind of fills in that gap in a different kind of way. That's the way yeah, I maybe, see it, at least. Maybe it looks cool, like it's, it's obviously different, but yeah, I like the look of that game. I like what, what I, it's become. I will say that January, <laughs> did you, hold on, February, did you just say you come? What it's become, but what it's oh, become? I heard I come. What? What it's come? No, what it's become? That's another. That's another quote for the box. Just I come. I come. <laughs> I will say. One thing that extraction, I come. Sorry. One thing that extraction does not have going for it is that January. If you kind of look, oh, at yeah, Q, let's say Q one rather than January, we're going to have to be selective over what we spend seventy pounds on. Um, mm. So, okay, yeah. I, I know extraction. Like if you, especially if you got it on PC, probably end up paying like thirty to forty. Um, but or, or, might, or, or might, I wonder if you do that Ubisoft thing where you. Oh yeah, you can do that as well. Yeah, the subscription, but like at least back for God's Game Pass, right? So yeah, like, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're there already, day one. Yeah, hell yeah, Oh, fellas, Jamie, you're gonna be happy about this next one. It was Alan mm. Rake, Alan Wake remastered. What did you call him? <laughs> I what said I Alan say? Rake. Did you say Alan Rake? Oh, I heard something else entirely, <laughs> which would Al- Alan Rape. Well, I was yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. What's eating Gilbert Grape? No, I said Alan Wake. Yeah, look. I, I, this feels like the the, the sin- I'm I'm glad this is happening. I I, I but uh, Jamie in- he doesn't use Duracell batteries anymore. No, what's what's he use now? Energizer. I don't no, I think know. They, I think they're just generic. They didn't get oh, the light. Wow. They didn't generic renew batteries. any license for the Filth, batteries. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think it's a if you need a good excuse to play Alan Wake again, which I know Jonesy was looking for only a couple of months ago. This yeah. is now one of those, um, and I might take them up on it. But at the same time, and I don't say this in a cynical way, I say this in a way that I'm totally supportive of, um, Remedy are a studio that have a lot of things going on at the moment. I think they've got big uh, ideas for the next handful of years. And if Alan Wake Remastered was a quick and cheap way to generate some money, then then go for it. Like if Alan Wake Remastered helps continue to fund uh, the kind of the sort of Alan Wake control universe next big title that we're hoping to see in the next couple of years and whatever else they're working on, then yeah, hundred percent go for it. I might buy it. I don't know, but it's yeah. 
I'm, Interesting. Alan Wake. Alan Wake's cool. It's got cool ideas. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Jonesy, you gonna you gonna pick it up? I think I probably will. So like, I think I'm. I don't know how far I am through Alan Wake at the moment. I, I maybe a third to a halfway through. I'm not sure. But, um, but it's one of those where I've. It's it's actually aged pretty well. Like it hasn't made me think. Um, like it hasn't made me want to put it down because of the quality of the game, which some, you know, trying to play some older games recently has. Um, but it would definitely benefit from a remaster as I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm, pro- you know, I'm at a point where I, I could, I could quite easily handle a, uh, you know, spending a bit of money on it and picking it yeah, up. Yeah, because it's not it. a full price game, right? It's no, like- no. I think it's 23. There was a leak online just before the PlayStation yeah, went 25 live. Yeah, 25 or something? It's 23, 25, something like that. I think Amazon leaked it just before the, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. the you know showcase what? went live. 25, like, why not? You know, like, I fucking love Remedy games. Uh, anyway, other game that uh, people like from <laughs> developer. <laughs> oh, they like it, all right. <laughs> oh, they like it. Uh, you, you might have heard of it. It's a small indie game uh, called uh, Grand Theft Auto. V. Don't know what the V stands for, but uh, victory. I, I think it's go got for. something to do with cyberpunk, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. V. No, it's, it's Metal Gear Solid, so it's GTA yes. V has come to. V has right. come to. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but fellas, this time, Grand Theft Auto V, because I'm not a fucking Luddite, uh, is coming to uh, expanded and enhanced. What did you so think? So what, what are they I actually mention, doing with this? Because I, I wasn't, I'm not 100% track. on The track was a banger. Uh, they do they do pick good tracks for their trailers. I don't remember. But I, at the same was. time, I'm with Jonesy. Like, this was a game, the expanded and enhanced version of this game for next generation consoles was announced at the uh, summer event last year. And this, uh, they hid it very well, but this trailer was a delay. This was meant to come yeah. out this Christmas, and now it's coming out in March. Yeah. So they're buying themselves another six months on their port for the next gen version of GTA V that, I'm, I'm sorry, didn't look that different. And I, yeah. I was waiting for them to to tout some like weird features. And I like I get that enhanced is a weird word, but expanded is a pretty specific word. Like, what have you expanded? And when they throw up on screen, like, oh, when you switch from one character to another, <laughs> it's, it's instantaneous. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Do you know what? Even, back when I first played this game eight years ago, those running times weren't that fucking long. <laughs> Do you know what, Jamie? I've been meaning to replay GTA Five, and the only reason I haven't was because of how long it takes to switch from character to character. Wow. So, no, of wow. course, of course, you know what, like, untrue. So, yeah. At the same at the same time, when GTA Five was free on the Epic Game Store for PC, like uh, last year, I think it was at some point. I did get the PC version. I played at maxed out settings. It is a pretty game if you push it as far as it can go, even without mods. And I started playing that story mode, and I very nearly kind of almost without thinking didn't stop. Like there is still <laughs> something. GTA Five is still fundamentally a good game, but like it's just yeah, yeah, it's still GTA Five. Can I yeah. can I give you my uh, what is the word? My my usher. It's not really a confession because I think it's I've oh. made made it quite quite obvious is that I haven't played GTA V, and that kind of goes to the fact that I'm not entirely a fan of Rockstar games, mm. which is mental, I know. Fucking Madness. Crucif- crucify me now, but there you go. It happens. It happens. Yeah. There's bound to be one. <laughs> There's bound to be one. His name is Chris. Ah, man. But you see, because we, could, we have different tastes, fellas, okay? You guys are all about that, whereas I am all about Ghostwire Tokyo. Which looked fucking sick. 
It wow. did. Do you know what? There's, there's some. Ja- Jamie's either frozen or he's just giving me the fucking death stare. No, I was looking at Jonesy wrestling with his emotions <laughs> around about this there game. Because it's, it's the best look, uh, the best looking I've seen this game look, and it actually made me think like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I'd, I'd actually like to take a look at this. It didn't look too because everything before it looked a little bit too scary. I was like, I don't want to play this. It looks like it's going to freak me out. Um, but then there was some, I don't know, some of the weird framing of like the hands and stuff. And I even said to Jamie at one point, like, is this like a weird like VR game looking? Are they decided they're going to make it put it onto PlayStation VR because it's like all the shots are like this and the person's yeah. hands and he's like doing magic or doing whatever. We're, and it just looked a bit odd. And then I, I don't know. It's a bit, it looks cool. It looks cool. It looks to a bit. Fair, doesn't look as freaky as I thought it did. It looks a bit more thrillery, a bit more yeah. sort of like mystery as well as some of the yeah. scary horror and stuff. More fleshed which is cool. out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah one of the sure. criticisms I had with it in the trailer is like, whenever they showed an enemy coming at at the player, it was always like head on, right. But like always, like nothing look, was coming from the side. It for, that's I think that's why Jonesy said it is yeah. in VR. It looked like an arcade shooter in the way of like there's a tunnel vision kind yeah. of thing going on. Or, right. or if you imagine like you say like Elder like Scrolls, like Elder Scrolls Daggerfall, or like the old Ultima games where you're walking down the corridor and you've literally got like eight degrees of movement, and mm. if someone comes in front of you, they're also in fucking eight degrees of movement and they're in the same corridor, so they're always just fucking dead in front of you. And yeah. I was like, this is a weird effect. Do you, know what, do you know what that game needs? And like maybe the fact that they didn't give it a date means that there's still time for this. That game needs an unedited gameplay trailer. Right. Like yes. That needs an unbroken gameplay sequence so we can fill in the gaps on some of that stuff. 100% agreed. Ah, fellas. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the look of it. And something else that I'm liking the look of, much to my surprise, because the initial trailer didn't kind of grab me at all, but the more I've seen of it, the, the more I'm kind of warming to it in a particular way. And less so in another way, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Yeah, it, for sure. It, like, it, it's, it seems like a fun time, which is yeah, what the like movies a, were. Totally. And I, I think when you look at all of this, when you look at what happened with Square Enix's deal with Marvel uh, producing the Avengers last year, I think it's easy to get cynical uh, yeah. around a game like this. But the more time you get to look at what they're going for, the more you reflect on what Eidos Montreal have done before with yeah. uh, the Deus Ex series, for example... And you look at like how they are, I think, in genuinely in earnest, trying to take a comic book property and tell their own story with their own sense of humor and trying to take some of their own sort of like gameplay pillars that they've demonstrated in previous series and work them into that format. I think there's a lot to admire here. And I, I'm, I'm just in that place where I just hope for the best. I really hope yeah. that this comes out. I said to Josie earlier, it is a wait for the reviews game for me. Um, I can't yeah. put my money up just yet. But I, I hope it's good. Absolutely, I hope it's good. Well, you, you, you know what my exciting issue is? stuff there. Yeah. yeah. My issue is the, the first trailer that they showed off, they showed off gameplay. And the gameplay mm. does not look interesting to me. Whereas everything else I've seen since then has been more mood, story, you know, and it's like, yeah. Like, in terms of that, I can definitely get behind it. I so, thought the gameplay was unique in a way that I admired. Yeah. I, I kind of, with Chris, I thought the gameplay they showed off looked it looked kind of bland but in a weird in a weird way because i know what you mean jamie that it looked kind of unique in some respects and looked like it might be fun but then it was the things like they just had like cube enemies and it was just like a bunch of blocks of jelly coming around and like trying to attack you (laughs) and i was just like why and it was a really sparse landscape they showed off and it worried me a little bit but i think with this trailer they showed off a lot more of what of the world in general and different locations and different enemy types and this they did what they need to do 
um, for me with this. I, I think it's looking really good. It was one of those where I know I should wait for the reviews, but <laughs> I know oh, there's a I know there's a possibility I won't. Don't pull a Jonesy. I, every uh, every now and then it'll be like Jonesy misses out on this game and that game and that game. He just doesn't pick it up, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh yeah, I bought five games today." <laughs> it does happen, but then, like, I, do you know what? I think I will wait. I'm going to have to because it's it's just I'm off the back of, of Avengers. I think I'm going to have to just sort of like give it a you know, be careful. Just yeah, just, I, just... I, that's the thing, right? Off the back of Avengers, but funnily enough, going a little bit of future looking. It's looking pretty, pretty spicy for the uh, the Marvel franchise, but we'll get there. We'll get there, fellas. Yeah. Um, something that kind of took me by surprise was Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt. Yeah. I don't like, know. To, that that like, seemed like kind of like really intriguing to me, and it, it uh, at one section at least it gave off a very much of a Blade vibe. Totally. Uh, I was, totally. I was, I was, I was keen on that one. But then numbers were coming out of bodies, and I was like, Jonesy's going to hate this. Yeah. I think it looked alright. I did think it looked. I thought it looked quite fun. Um, it's uh, we know we already knew like it was, it was coming out, right? I think we we talked about it before. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's nice to actually see how that's going to look and how it's going to play. Yeah. I, it, it, well, the only thing that worried me a little bit, you know, in the sense of like Apex versus um, uh, Warzone, in that Apex always seems a little bit more sparse to me. Like there are fewer people about, and it did seem a little like that. Like there weren't the interactions always one on one in those in those sort of fights yeah, yeah. that they showed off, which I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more like frenetic sort of battling, and it didn't seem to be like that. But it looked cool. Like some of the abilities are really cool, and some of the way that you know the the, the gameplay seemed to look was was wicked. So yeah, uh, one thing though, it looks cool. It's really piqued my interest. Probably never play it. Yeah. I, I said to Jamie, like, I'm never picking it up because I just would be terrible at it and I'd just get owned by everyone else playing it. So what's the point? Yeah. Mm. Plus, I, mean, I, I guess I'm not that into vampires, you know? Yeah, me, yeah, me neither, actually. I'm not a 16-year-old girl, so... <laughs> Again, going back to what you said, though, Chris, unless Blade is involved somehow. Yeah. In which case, yes. 100%. Uh, we've got to see more Deathloop, fellas, even though, like, Review copies are out there in the wild already. Like so. I'm, I'm already sold on this game. Like based on the previous cycle, I'm picking this up day one. Really? Unless, unless the reviews are a car crash. Like I'm, I mean, I'm. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think there will be. Not with Arcane. Yeah, I don't think they will be. But yeah, yeah. anything could happen. But yeah, I, I just kind of feel like we don't need to see more Deathloop. Like it's yeah. the, 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 the trailer didn't also didn't need to be didn't need to explain as much as it tried to. Like I think Jonesy said when we were watching it, like people at this point have either made the effort to figure out what Deathloop is or they don't care. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the last week before the game comes out, just give up. But also, like, do you remember when they first announced Deathloop? When they first announced it? Do you remember the tone that they had for that kind of game and how it's just completely changed now? That I don't, like, I don't, do you mean oh. in the sense of like it was more serious and now it's much more sort of like cartoonish and yeah, like, like now it just kind of feels like, like wacky 60s throwback kind of but but the first trailer was like it was it was like a dark and grungy kind of take on things like go back and watch that that first trailer i think you'd be surprised at how different the tone is yeah i I was really surprised when when i watched this this particular one because this particular trailer seemed to take like everything that they've kind of progressed with it in terms of tone and kind of like dialed it up to 11 
Well, mate, they, you haven't got long until it's out, so I guess it's all or nothing now. I guess for them, they're like, we've got to go for it. Yeah. I'm just double-checking when it's released. It's actually released in four days on the 14th yeah, of September. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, big, yeah, so. It's a bit, a bit of an odd time to kind of like, I don't know, fucking whatever. Well, lo- lots of games coming out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what else was kind of odd? Can I interest you in Kid A Manesia Exhibition? A Radiohead and Epic Games collaboration? Sure. At first, you know, we talked about Alan Wake and Control. I, there was a bit of me that was like, is this something, is this like Control Dude, related? I, I thought it was Control, 100%, with that red fucking the tower thing. And, and I was the, like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. Control. But yeah, I like fucking Radiohead and Kid A is like fucking a seminal album from when I was growing up. Like, okay. I, I just yeah. like, I, I like what Epic are doing. Like I like they keep doing doing interesting new stuff. So I think this is pretty cool. Yeah, they they do interesting is one way. Uh, yeah, interesting, sure. No, yeah, I see. I know what you're like. Of all the ways that they had to spend the Fortnite money, <laughs> they're doing it by giving interesting people money to spend at times. Fair, yeah. And they give them free games, so you can never. That too. Congratulations them for that. Hey, <laughs> fellas, if you want uh, Neo, the complete collection, it's available now on Epic Games. That sounds like something I will own but never play. Thank yeah. you, Chris. <laughs> exactly. It, you know what I do with Epic Games? And I swear <laughs> to God, like, I, I think I've done this for every single game that I've picked up from their free thing, is I, I get it or buy it, as it were, and I never install it. <laughs> yeah, I've done that with nearly all oh, of them as well. Man, it's mental. Uh, but anyway, then there was some some weird island game called was it Chia Chia Seeds? Maybe to Chia or to Chia. I mean, I'm not really sure. Now I've got to admit, I was slagging this off when it sort of first showed up. I was like, "This looks like a Jamie game where he's going to be like, oh, it was lovely and it was great, <laughs> and uh, I had a lovely time with it. It was it had a lot of heart." And then, but then she got in a pigeon and was flying around, and then got in a turtle. And suddenly I was completely turned around and I said, this actually is wicked. Like You were, I re- you were I, enamored. I, yeah, I, I was charmed because I like the idea of being a little happy person on an island and being able to explore and experience things, you know, in different ways. And I thought that looked pretty cool. And I like that style me. as well. <laughs> Charm me. Yeah, it looked pretty harmless. And I like, there is still something unique and cool about inhabiting the bodies of animals i don't know it, it, well they did so, it in, in when mario did it with the t-rex and i was like this is so cool you had to be a t-rex that, okay that on, was pretty hang, that hang was on, pretty Jonesy. sick that was Let, let's sick. be real here that was cappy okay sorry cappy did it yeah cappy did it. Yeah, okay yeah. thank you apologize uh all right fellas uh, uncharted legacy of thieves collection coming out to pc uh, includes uncharted 4 and lost legacy remastered yeah. cool jamie jamie's game of the year I, I, I had a lot of time for Uncharted 4 um, at the time. I was thinking, I was saying to Jonesy, I don't know if I have the time or the energy to replay that game, <laughs> considering one of the problems it had originally was a bit too long. But Lost Legacy is also a good game that not enough people played, probably because of the Uncharted 4 fatigue. But yeah. I think the Lost, Le- Lost Legacy has some really cool ideas of its own, and has actually improved by the fact that it's a shorter, more self-contained experience. But really, this just felt like a very stealthy way of Sony putting another one of their major uh, franchises on PC for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. By, by wrapping it up as a remaster that's also going to PS5. So Yeah, which is kind play. of interesting, right? Like you can think to yourself, okay, well, Last of Us Part 2, you know? 
Maybe anything's possible, right? It, anything's possible. It, it does kind of seem to. I be will going say that way. though that this is not sufficient as an answer for what the fucking naughty dog doing right now. I will not accept this. <laughs> I wanted more. I will not accept this. Uh, well, we because we kind, we kind of speculated last week that we might be seeing the multiplayer. I thought that was correct. I thought that was correct. Because not naming any names, Chris, because I don't want to jump out of the podcast, but some PlayStation Studios seem to be capable of making four games at the same time. <laughs> so um, I don't know, don't know what fucking Naughty Dog are doing. Yeah. Do something. What are you fucking writing, Neil? Stop li- living it up in Hollywood. You're not a fucking TV producer. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Ackman. All right. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that, uh, Jamie, then we got treated to a... Uh, an insomniac logo all right mm-hmm. cool on board totally yep. know what where this is going spider-man 2 you yep. know well see we this saw- this was me going it's not there's no it can't be spider-man it can't be spider-man what can this possibly it, be? it, it can't was be the Spider-Man. insomniac logo and then immediately the marvel logo. exactly right? yeah, it was, so yeah. exactly yeah so I, I was like i in a way i, I know what jonesy means but for me i kind of took it the other way and i was like oh really that they're bringing in Spider-Man 2 at this point of the show. And that was, I was really taken aback. And then like starts out with the scene that's like a bar fight and it's just not actual gameplay. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe Spider-Man 2 is a lot further along than, a lot, a lot further away than I thought it kind of would be. And then, not, not, not to up myself, fellas, and, and build myself up, but as soon as I saw that fucking hairy arm... Yeah, I, I knew what it was. With, I, with I knew a little bit was. too much space in the right half of the frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew exactly what it was. And yeah, a fucking, a, who would have thought a fucking Wolverine game? That a is Wolverine mad. Game Made Insomniac. by Insomniac. I'm, wow. Like, I am so down. I am so fucking down. I think, yeah. Jamie, you said at the time, like, how the hell did they keep that secret? But that was a yeah, great like, thing to keep I under did, their hat. I, I had not heard that leak in even like uh, any shape or form. So fair play. And like I know we're not supposed to get excited about ten, well not ten, but thirty second long cinematics with a logo, but there's every reason to believe that this could could be something incredibly cool. Yeah. Do you know what my and you know what my subtle hope is? I don't know how this works with Marvel nowadays, and maybe there's an issue where if it doesn't align with what the kind of the the cinematic universe side of things want to do, then it doesn't work out. But I do hope that they are allowed to go all. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine game, not movie, on this and make a, an 18 or at least a strong yeah. like 15 rated Wolverine game with a little bit of blood and guts because the last time a developer was allowed to go ham with Wolverine, they actually made a good superhero game in a, the pre-Arkham days. So, yeah. I'm yeah. Down. It'd be cool, man. It'd be so cool. My, my only worry is like, when is this fucking thing going to come out? If you think about when Insomniac announced Spider-Man uh, on the PS4 and how long that took to come out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the other thing we'll get to in a bit. And they show, Sorry, and they, show, they showed loads more than what they showed in this. Yeah, so you've got to imagine it's like a Starfield and Elder Scrolls uh, kind of situation, yeah. right? Where it's like, we know one has to come out before the other, <laughs> and even the one we know about is not that close. Yeah. So yeah. we're looking that we're looking this side of 2026, or do you think we're looking at like, is it going to be 2025? That's what I'm really asking. Or do you think it's going to be longer than that? <laughs> I, I think all it might I, be 2024, 20, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, it's always hard to know what's going on, but all I will say is that they did a pretty impressive job when it came to 
getting Spider-Man out full 2018, right? Or full 20... Was it 2018? Yes, I think it was, it was 2018. 2018, yeah. Then get Miles Morales out full 2020, so yeah. that's two years, and still have Ratchet and Clank ready in spring or slash summer 2021. So, like, again, I don't know what the different teams are there, and there probably is, weirdly enough, a Ratchet and Clank in some form of pre-production and in some neck <laughs> as well. So yeah, like, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be counting our chickens just yet, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Exciting times, though. Oh man, like, like honestly, watching this, I was like fucking goosebumps on my fucking arms and shit, and just getting like shivers. It's <laughs> like hell yeah, fucking feeling it start tingling up here, going all the way down here, and then just giving me a, you know like the 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 hard the hard one. <laughs> You've heard of hot ones, fellas. This is our new our new uh, YouTube show called <laughs> Hot, hard hot ones. ones. Banned before it even started. <laughs> um, okay, something that's that like super, super seriously interests me in in a way that a lot of people probably don't realize is Gran Turismo Seven. Like, I don't know what it is about that series, but it just fucking tickles me so nicely. And uh, that trailer was really cool. Like, started off with some like operatic music, and then just kind of went into this fucking great like pumping track afterwards just showing off a lot of the features a lot of the kind of like the, the gameplay stuff that you would come to expect of it while not actually telling you how shit kind of works but yeah i'm i'm liking it man from the range of cars that they got to the fucking graphical fidelity to just the attention to detail that's that's what you come to expect from a gran turismo title and i'm honestly on board for it yeah uh, it looks fine like if you if you're into Gran Turismo um yeah, yeah it's not saying which really is is appeals to me like I've, that much I've, I've always I been th- into it a lot more than I I've been oh hold on there we go um than I have been say Forza Horizon uh, well just Forza in general not yeah. not Horizon I think I think that's the way that is like you is you said Chris is exactly what you expect from a Gran Turismo game in a good way yeah and like and I think it made me <laughs> better than Gran Turismo actually, Sport because Gran Turismo Sport was a weird I one. mean yeah. But it also, the trailer made me realise that I don't know how much I want a Gran Turismo game right now. Because it just, like, it is what it is. And they make cars look good and they make cars drive good. But it does feel a little bit sterile. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah, again, I don't know. But then a really sharp, beautiful-looking driving game on the PS5. Like, maybe that will be too hard to resist. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like the, the sterile nature of, of Gran Turismo series in a way. Just, just because it's like, it's almost like an immersive sim, but as a racing game. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You just want to immerse yourself in the cars and look at them yeah. and see how good they look. Like, and, and I, I, drive I don't want, I don't and... want like Need for Speed, uh, fucking Hotline Miami, whatever it was fucking called, where I got to watch these dudes in Miami, kind of like fucking all these neon colors and shit. It's just, I just, I just want a fucking pure That's technical fair fucking racing game, please. You want to get your different driver's licenses doing the different challenges. <laughs> I really do, buddy. You know, I'll, I'll never forget yeah, fucking GTA, uh, Gran Turismo, what was fucking A-Spec? Oh. GT3. Oh, yeah, GT3, A-Spec. What a game. What a game. But anyway, fellas, okay, rounding it all off. Thank goodness, because it's been a long fucking podcast. Hang on, no, there's... There's two more, right? Yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the two big boys that kind of really fucking okay. rounded off the whole fucking thing. Uh, 
was because you know we saw the insomniac logo and we're like ah right okay sure but what about spider-man 2 that's the big question well we did get to see some spider-man 2 we got to see some action on spider-man 2 i don't know if it was like actual gameplay i don't think it was specified it certainly looked good to be looked good enough to be a cinematic but with a nice voiceover and i'd be keen to know if you guys have any inkling of who the voiceover was of how how much of a fucking comic nerd when it comes to spider-man no idea no idea at all interesting i don't know because like at first i was confused because there was some like electricity shit going on and i think i said out loud like oh is that some electro stuff then i couldn't remember if electro was one of the characters who was kind of like turned into a bit of a gimp in the first one where he's kind of <laughs> like these you know these weak dudes that are so weak you have to fight two of them at a time yeah and then if do you know what it felt like one second i was trying to figure out whose voice it was and then without jumping the gun the next second someone that you were hearing someone else's voice yeah that was more immediately yeah. recognizable. yeah 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 so i i'm pretty certain i'd say with like 98 to 99 can i guess accuracy. yes can i guess lizard no okay never mind then hell no buddy craven the hunter oh interesting i don't know who that is me either hell yeah purely from his accent and from what he was saying about like you know blah 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 but yeah pretty fucking cool we've got to see Mars Morales and uh, Peter Parker kind of working in tandem which could you know kind of hint at some co-op gameplay which would be so fucking cool I'm really trying to think about how that would work because or, yeah because if it's is it going to be co-op or is it going to be that you can pick one or the other of them is it going to be that you that, play as like miles morales for some of it Peter Parker yeah. for, for some more of but it that's, it's, that's it's what we were thinking right that's that's what we're thinking i don't think co-op ever kind of entered into our minds but now that i see they this have, trailer they have, um they've confirmed it's a single player adventure right okay well that's since that's then the team. well fuck me then it would have been cool though would have been really fucking cool. Uh, Mate, they it, absolutely nailed it with the end, though, because oh. it, with the snarling in the shadows, like yeah. Venom yeah, could, popped but, out. N- that yeah. was sick. Nice little switcheroo, right? Because this, you kind of yeah. think, oh, okay, Craven's going to come out there. And then it's just fucking stayed black for a while. And then, yeah, you heard Venom. And then you got a shot of Venom as well. You're like, that was so yes. good. Yeah. Fucking and of yes. course, the thing that's even cool about this is it's like it's not Venom out of nowhere, but the fact that. Now, technically, across two games, they've established Venom's place and origin yeah. within their take in the universe, and that kind of makes it even sweeter. Hell yeah. Oh, man, I'm hyped. And that's coming up 2023. I hope you guys yes. are ready for the, the long wait. Let's, let's all try not to die before then. <laughs> and, and you know it's going to be like December 2023. <laughs> oh, don't Probably. say that. It, it is going to be. Probably, yeah. Fucking hell. But uh, I can, I can sort of, um, I can tell myself that 2023 is not too far away. If I'm just thinking about January 2023, if I have to think about December 2023, oh, then we'll start. Do you know what I read today, which made me absolutely fucking die inside, and I don't think I've recovered, and I'm actually a zombie. All right. What? The year 2050. Yep. Yeah. Is closer to us than the year 1993. Oh, God. That's Mad. horrible. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. So, <laughs> I, just had one, I just had one of those. Now you're making me think about it all. Do you know what sucks about Spider-Man 2? Go on. Yeah. I'm going to be playing it in my 30s. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, 
There's God. nothing wrong with being in your thirties. Just this is the, this is the know, problem. Th- thank God, thank God, I'm not going to be in my forties. I was just going to say, let, let's be serious. No. We're probably going to be playing Wolverine in our forties. So, yeah, you know. God, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Oh dear. And we'll still be making this uh, podcast because, like, yeah. our, our viewership is giving steady decline, fellas. So by that point, we'll be like two people watching. It'll be like P Squad and fucking ASP sixty four, and uh, you know, like, we'll, we'll just we'll just do it for them. You know, yeah, we'll like, do it for us. Like, like the ho- like the Homer Simpson meme with like do it for her. <laughs> you know, with the fucking Maggie. Yeah. But anyway, then fellas, like as, as cool and as hype as Spider Man was, they didn't kind of like show off a lot. Right, it was more like, "Hey, this is Spider-Man Two. This is what we're fucking doing," and it's like, "Yeah, cool, on board. It looks fucking cool. It's in good hands. I'm not worried about it whatsoever." But now, fellas, what we all knew was coming. It was fucking God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think between the three of us there was any dispute that this like would not be there. Like it had to. It had to. It had I, to, I, I to. was trying to stress you out by suggesting it might not be, but yeah, no, it had to be there. Of course, it, didn't it had you? to. Be. It had to be, man. It would be mental if it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok looks fucking cool. Atreus has grown up. He he rides a a fucking elk as one of his powers yeah. now, which is pretty his, cool. His voice is more adolescent <laughs> yeah. than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, definitely a teenager. Um, yeah. What's it? What's her name? Freya is still kind of like hunting you down, man. It's just like the game looks so fucking gorgeous. I mean, like, I was kind of torn with the trailer though because so I know this is a sequel and and it's a continuation of a story and so it's so much of a known quantity. I kind of wanted a little bit more. What do you say? Like bombast. I want it to be a bit more like kind of incredible. Um, kind of when we saw the trailer for uh, God of War the first time around. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they, I, I know they what you, mean. Went, you, you almost want to see the because God of War is always about like well not always but it's always got a segment where it's like a sense of scale and this right. like massive battle kind of thing yeah. which you never really kind yeah. of saw with this. They the original, sorry, sorry, on. I was gonna say they they kind of went straight for the so if you think the original trailer for God of War it was it was like um, Kratos and um, Atreus I think were in like a small environment and there was like a big ogre with a log over his head and it cut and it was incredible but it was it was actually very contained whereas this yeah. was they kind of had to I suppose do the thing where they sort of showed off loads of enemies loads of locations lush environments and there was just a lot you we, we got to see thor we got to see some of the other gods we got to see some of the other uh, like crazy environments in the boat again the little yeah. head man like there was there was a lot in this trailer like that was it was Mimir. which i'm i'm really glad for i'm happy to see all of that stuff but I just I wanted them to just build the tension a little yeah. more with showing I, something else. I, I think I think the difference is, and this is where it, it actually gets encouraging, is that first trailer of the God of War. Kind of, what was it? Twenty eighteen God of War. Um, mm. That was a vertical slice, right? And the game wasn't technically wasn't made, right? Whereas this quite clearly is shots and scenes and gameplay from the actual game. Definitely seems to be for sure, yeah. You know, so it's like a lot further along than the other trailer was at that, yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, which we would hope uh, because fuck, fucking hell. You know, we have to guess though because they didn't give us any sort of release date. So not not even nah. a year. I, d- I don't, yeah, I don't know what the play is behind it not being. The only thing I can think of is that it's probably still 2022, but they don't know when. And so why bother saying? Yeah, right. It, to learn the lesson from 
horizon, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. The, I think talking about sort of like trailers and sort of like bombast and scale. I think one of the things that's interesting is obviously we talked about the the original sort of like vertical slice gameplay demo, which, like we said, we you know we ended uh, Josie with the big sort of like the big troll who holds the log and and kind of stuff like that. And I think what's interesting though is if you go back and watch the other God of War trailers that released after that, the more traditional trailers that started yeah. to expand and bring in other elements, like story and trailers and stuff. Exactly. They all sort of like held their punches a little bit on some of the more spectacular moments that we knew we would end up getting. I think at best they teased the uh, dragon boss fight, which like in the grand scheme of the game, like wasn't even necessarily that memorable. Yeah. And the other thing that that God of War was very good at compared to the original trilogy is while the original trilogy would strap say, here's a boss fight against a guy who's 200 times taller than you. God of War 2018 was very good at uh, saying, Here's a boss fight against a guy that's the same size of you, but the places this boss fight goes yeah. and the way it works in and around the environment will blow your mind. And right. the first time you walk out that house and you fight Boulder and you, you're thrown back over the house and into the woods the other side, and there's the bit where you punch him inside of the, the cliff and then you're like the whole cliff like gets split in two <laughs> and collapse. Like the first time you experience that, you're like that's how they're doing their big cinematic, yeah, bombastic right. God of War moments in this new kind of way of doing it. And um, I think the other thing that was telltale about how they're still pulling their punch, like pulling their punches intentionally, is we know that Thor has been confirmed to be one of the two main antagonists of this game. And the only shot we got of him was the shot that was at the end of the first God of War, right? Yeah, which yeah. is yeah. which is a Mjolnir. We don't know what Thor looks like. We've had his voice actor confirmed. We don't know what he looks like. So I'm expecting some big Thor moments. We know that Asgard is a realm you can now visit or you will visit at some point in the story. Yeah. Obviously, so, Loki. All, ni- sorry, all nine realms, right? All nine realms, yeah. And obviously, Atreus's journey of self-discovery is reaching. I think I think that the reveal at the end of God of War means Atreus's journey actually becomes more interesting in this game than it was in the first one. For sure, where, like, yeah. the, whole, the, the idea of the first one of like, oh... Am I a god? Am I like some of that stuff was like open the door to some of the belligerence in his behavior that people didn't actually like. But I think now we're getting a slightly older Atreus who's more driven in his search for yeah. who he is and what role he plays. And the idea of like characters like um, Thor and Odin being worked into that as we're visiting realms, as I said, including Asgard, that's so fucking hyped. Oh, dude, what about fucking bringing Tyr into the whole thing? Yeah, I, I don't really know who Tyr is. I know that he's, he's the Norse god of war. Yeah, he's the so Norse he god of the, war. Yeah. I know he's the Norse Kratos, but like, I don't know what that means for the game. Obviously, oh. they made a big deal out of it. But When, when he mid, stands mid, up, I mean, Kratos is a big dude, and then Tyr yeah. stands up and he's like fucking head and shoulders above. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Weirdly enough, I found out that the, the young girl at the end, um, who gets the line at the end, I can't, I forget what she says, it turns out she's a giant as well, I believe. Ah, right. She's oh, right. one of the last giants as well. So yeah, I don't she, know what she says she like plays, all it? your questions will be answered, sort of, yes. or something like that. Yeah, which is basically their way of saying you'll find out the release date when you need to. Know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go on, Jamie. I was going to see, did you see that Corey is confirmed not directing? I, I did not see this. I guess that was on the little kind of thing after the showcase. Indeed, yes. So, uh, it's a guy called Eric something or other who has worked on every single God of War in some capacity since the very first one. Um, 
including even the portable ones. Um, right, okay. So so definitely a, a God of War OG and someone who's familiar with it. It's just interesting that basically if you watch that interview, um, Corey essentially makes it very clear, as rumours have suggested in the past, that he and Sony Santa Monica are working on other things behind the scenes that will yeah. be shown at some point in time. So yeah, I guess which, that's confirmation. Which is interesting in its own right, but I, I, I can't help but feel just a little bit disappointed in that. I mean, who's to say that it's going to make any difference to us as players. But I know that like the, apart from being a fucking stellar looking game and a stellar playing game, the story of God of War 2018 really fucking resonated with me because at the time of my, of my life, like my wife was pregnant with my son and that called up, you know, the worry about like how I'm going to be as a father, what my son is going to be like, kind of like played out as I was playing that game. Hmm. and and just you, you know it's so it's not necessarily to say that it's like a Corey Barlog kind of thing but you know he obviously was taking that aspect of his life and funneling it into the game and I, I just wonder if it's I wouldn't like it to go back to like how previous God of Wars were we'll put it that way it's a weird either. it is a weird yeah. one because you sort of say like you can take Corey Barlog off of it and then they're going to put on a, a, a God of War OG who's worked on all of them like as Jamie just said from the first one like that doesn't that doesn't fill me with hope that it's going to be <laughs> as good as God of War 2018 if anything it does kind of like I and I talk as a fan of the original trilogy I thought they were fantastic but I did really like the you know the new take but yeah I, I don't know I thought I found that a bit weird um it's I, I'm sure that he's working on something great but it's a little bit of a shame that he's um, yeah. not on Ragnarok. But hey, you know, like the 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 point is that I'm sure they had a plan after God of War 2018 of what God of War Ragnarok would be. Clearly, you'd if, hope you, so, right? If you think about the Thor reveal in that game, you're like, yeah, okay, you you know your story, you know how it's going to be, how it's going to kind of pan out. Obviously, revisions and what have you, that's all fine. So I'm sure we've got nothing to worry about, but it, it does kind of, you know, just give me a little bit of pause for thought. Yeah. I, guess, I think it's fair to be, you know, cautious, but um, I, it's still hard not to be excited, especially when you just think about it, like, from a sheer, like, development perspective and sort of like, I was talking to, texting someone earlier and they're saying, like, how exciting it is to go into a game, kind of like with Spider-Man, right? Which is that, like, the fundamentals are done. Like, yeah, yeah. that combat doesn't... I played that game to the point of like platinum because I didn't want to stop killing people um, <laughs> because it felt so good. Yeah. And yeah. like a return to that, expand on that a little bit, you know, switch things, switch a few things up. Obviously, like we we don't get the benefit of like the, the Chains of Olympus moment because some of that stuff, like this is probably going to be a whole game of just the Chains and Leviathan, but like yeah. there's still so much fundamental work that's done there that I, I was, it's such a cool platform to build off. I was kind of worried that they kind of flipped it. Because when I started watching it, I was like, and maybe it's just because I missed it, but at, up to a certain point, I was like, oh, fuck. I've only seen him use the Chains of Olympus. I haven't seen him use the Leviathan axe. Ah, uh, right. Mm. And I was like, Which would have sucked. Imagine yeah. if you didn't get to use the Leviathan in the new... I'll, I'll put it out there. Leviathan axe over Chains of Olympus. I don't care. Don't add me. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Um, Leviathan axe is so fucking cool, dude. They made it very cool. Did you see the guy who um yeah was uh, partly responsible for the sort of like throw and callback of Leviathan? Yeah, the, the, the feel engineering of it. of it all and 
yeah, programming, he, um, whatever. He he passed away. Yeah, like this week, last week. Fucking Very sad. Got a War Ragnarok six out of ten game because of all of the things that are happening. <laughs> so let's just prepare yeah. yourselves now. <laughs> nah, I, a lot, a lot of piece of shit writing. Gone woke. Too many female characters. Leviathan being called back doesn't feel good anymore. Six out of ten. Worse than Donda. <laughs> well, that's going on the box. Worse than Donda. Worse than Donda. Well, it's either going to be worse than Donda or I come. So I come. <laughs> oh God! And that that brings us, I guess, to our keyword for the end of you know a, a thoroughly enjoyable podcast. It's just I come. I come. I just want to see. I just want to see you guys coming all over our uh, comment section, please. It's my favorite spot to go to for breakfast when I'm in America. Fuck Denny's. I'm team I come. I come. I come. International Chapel. Go on. Two more. Under the moon. (laughs) International Chapel under the moon, yeah. I come. Or there'd be I cut them, but yeah. You know, sometimes the T, you don't really... (laughs) Yeah, you, pop it in the acronym, yeah, you know. You can get away exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. No one's going to begrudge you that. Ah, You're safe. Fellas, I, what a fucking PlayStation show. Like, sometimes the, the PlayStation showcases that they have were like, yeah, uh, but this one fucking blew me away. I was really impressed with it. Yeah. It was very good, yeah. Yeah, it made, it made me feel so, a little bit sorry for Microsoft because, like, when they, <laughs> a couple of months ago, when they had their turn, like, I really think they tried. I think the position that Microsoft is in, though, compared to PlayStation, is that... PlayStation could come out and say, Insomniac are making a Wolverine game. Sony's had to go on the and making the next God of War. And like that, with all due respect, for the time being, it's different to 343 are making another Halo game or yeah. um, Arcane are making a four-player co-op thing where you shoot, shoot vampires. <laughs> Those are cool, but they just hit different. Yeah. 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 That's just the way it is for now. I agree. I agree. All right, fellas. Well, I mean, unless there's anything else, I'd really like to get to bed and uh, tell these lovely people that I love them. Yeah? Um, nothing else from me, but I love them too, for what it's worth. Thank you for making it this far. They're all right. Wow. <laughs> on that fucking stinker. Uh, Jonesy does not come. Yeah, Jonesy does not come. <sighs> Pity, but maybe next week. And with that, thank you very much. I won't see you next week, but these two jokers will. See ya. See ya.